Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Four String Sports Podcast. Gentlemen, it is our mock draft episode. These are going to be some thick sodes that we're going to be rolling with here these next couple of uh, ones that we're going to drop. We are doing our full uh, three-round mock draft. We're going to be splitting them up into individual rounds, covering the first one today. But just like last year, we're going to be uh, going over who we think is going to get drafted here. And we're going to see how close we are at the end of the night. I think last year we ended up getting like 12 picks, correct? Like we weren't that close last year uh, collectively, but we'll see if we can do a better job uh, this year. So uh, everybody has their individual teams. Uh, We will, Skylar, do you want to run through those uh, individual teams or do we want to do it just as the pick comes in? I'll do it. One sec. I have to pull it up. Gotcha. Um, Where's that? There it is. Okay. So we have picking first overall is me. I have the Jaguars. Uh, Brady has the Lions. The M- Mitch has the Texans. Um, I have the Jets. Brady, the Giants. Mitch, the Panthers. Me, the Bears. Brady, the Falcons. Mitch has the Broncos and the Seahawks. Um, Brady has the Commanders. I have the Vikings. Mitch has the Browns. I have the Ravens. Brady has the Dolphins. I have the Colts. Mitch with the Chargers. Brady with the Saints, me with the Eagles, um, Mitch with the Steelers, Brady with the Patriots, please treat us kindly, um, Mitch with Las Vegas, me with the Cardinals, Brady with Cowboys, Bills, me, uh, Mitch has, or no, Brady has the Titans, Mitch has the Bucks, I have the Packers, I won't treat you nicely, uh, Brady has the Chiefs, and then Mitch has both the Niners and the and this uh, Bengals, and then Brady finishes out with the Rams, Super Bowl champions. All right, first order of business, Mitch um, for Houston. I'm willing to, uh, or you have Houston, so I'm going to send you Mac Jones and a, a six first round picks uh, for the dude that's engaged to Simone Biles. Deal? Do we have a deal? <laughs> 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 Who's even engaged in Simone Biles? I don't, I don't remember what his name is, but I, I'm fairly confident he plays for the Texans. He's a backup. I know. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you just want Simone Biles. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm okay with that. Simone Biles being in Boston, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, Go. then, we'll, then uh, let's get this started with uh, for the second consecutive year, first overall Skyler. pick going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> and so our first overall pick, Skyler, take it away. Who do you have the Jaguars taken? Um, well, I, I need defense. I need defense. Uh, I have pretty good. I have at least one good player on all of my levels. Um, just don't play consistently. Uh, if, if, if this was a normal draft year, I'd probably take a linebacker because I think like they need a linebacker you have. Especially with have, a loss of Miles Jack. Especially with a miles of yeah. miles, loss of Miles Jack. You have Jared Allen there. You have Key in, in on the front. But Aiden Hutchinson, like I have the first, and Aiden Hutchinson is good. Very good. Good at what he does. Apparently just as freakishly talented or even more freakishly talented than either of the Bosa brothers, which is saying a lot. Um, so I'm going to take Aiden Hutchinson. Um because I think that it's just – we can't have too many edge. You need edge, um, especially with Kavion Chase on not really living up to the hype, and he's fast enough. I can move him somewhere else. Um, so I will pick Aiden Hutchinson first overall. Aiden Hutchinson first overall. All right. So um, 
yeah, let's let's break that down. Aiden Hutchinson there. Um, is he better than the Bosa brothers? I think that's a Michigan Ohio State thing that's just said. Um, I don't know if Aiden Hutchinson is better than the Bosa brothers. I'll be honest. I don't think Aiden Hutchinson personally, I don't think Aiden Hutchinson was even the best pass rusher in college football last year. I think that goes to the kid from Alabama, but um, I could definitely see it working out as a first round pick. I know I had this conversation with Mitch where it just edge rushers to me are finicky because the last time an edge rusher went first overall and correct me if I'm wrong, Jadavion Clowney to Houston in 2014, I believe. Um, Yes. Not a great track record recently and it's it, it you just have to ask the question with how poor the rest of that defense is what kind of impact is Aiden Hutchinson going to have Mitch what are your thoughts on it yeah I think it's a very safe pick and I think exactly the thing Jacksonville needs to do um after just kind of the years of incompetence especially the Urban Meyer year last year I think what they really need to do is not go like boomer bust with their picks and just pick guys they know that are coming and contribute and are going to live up to what they're being hyped as. And I think Aiden Hutchinson is that kind of guy. And I think he can help with this uh, rebuilding young talented defense. And I think that's what they need to do. Just go safe. All right. So let's move on to the second overall pick going to the Detroit lions, the Detroit lions. Um, with the uh, the pick here, um, still getting the benefits from the Matthew Stafford trade, though they had to watch him uh, hoist a Lombardi. Um, last year took Penny Swell in the first round. Um, there's questions at the quarter. Uh, sorry for everybody. I'm taking I'm the Lions pick here. Um, uh, it, the, the number one question is, is there a quarterback worth the number two overall pick? And the answer is just simply no. Um, I don't think any quarterback available in this draft is going to get you anything more than, than realistically what Jared Goff would get you this year. Um, they might be better in the long term, but I don't think it's worth it. I also, I, I look at the tackle position, which is very high this year, but the Lions are good at tackle. Penny Sewell had a really solid year. Um, they've still got Taylor Decker on the other side there. Um, but for corner, that's where it gets interesting because the decision between Derek Stingley and Ahmad Gardner, um, the kid from Ohio state, a couple years ago, they drafted Jeff Okuda has not panned out. He hasn't been healthy when he's been on the field. He hasn't been great. Um, but I, if I'm Detroit, I'm going to take a corner. I'm going to take the guy that I think is going to work the hardest on the field. The guy who has more to prove number two overall pick. I'm going to take a mod Gardner out of Cincinnati. Um, I love Derek Stingley jr. And I think that he can have just as solid a career, but to I, every game I watched with Ahmad Gardner, um, I fell more in love with the kid. Um, Derek Stingley played top level SEC ch- talent, and I'm sure he's going to have a fantastic career. This is more of a matter of preference, but I like Gardner's size. I like his speed. I like his work ethic. Um, I, I'm going to take Ahmad Gardner at number two. Mitch, thoughts? Yeah. Um, to me, I think Sauce Gardner is definitely the best uh, cornerback. And, um, you know, the Lions do have some talented young corners outside of Jeff Akuda. So putting Sauce Gardner into that mix, I really like what they're doing, especially in a division where you have the likes of uh, Aaron Rodgers. So um, I really can't hate on the pick. I think he's a very safe bet for panning out. The only thing I would have taken, I would have considered Kyle Hamilton in that spot. I would have yeah. considered him or I would have like I would have taken him or you like you have a Quora on the one side, but if you like Kavion Thibodeau is 
still better than Harris um, and like and getting somebody on that rookie deal too just kind of helps and somebody like a top end talent and so trying to like when are we going to get one of these two players again in a draft um, and and hopefully Lions aren't picking at that level again they will be but we hope that they aren't um, like like that's something whereas like I, I mean Ahmad Gardner is good he is really really good and we saw with um uh Denzel Ward's uh recent contract that it's going to inflate the DB market so I do get the pick like it's just it's just personal preference on this at this point no like that's perfectly fair if I can provide like with the Kayvon Thibodeau uh pick everything I've seen out of Detroit indicates that they're not really a fan of Kayvon Thibodeau that he's not a culture fit for what Dan Campbell's trying to do and so in all honesty my thought process is Devontae Adams is no longer in the NFC North the best wide receiver in the NFC North right now is Justin Jefferson prior to this draft. So, so sauce Gardner is going to walk into a, a far easier NFC North. Um, Allen Robinson's no longer in Chicago. So Justin Jefferson, Darnell Mooney and Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, those are the pinnacle. Uh, that's the Adam top, Thielen. top end. Yeah. I mean, Adam Thielen, but he can't seem to stay healthy lately. Um, that's your top end NFC North talent. I think that works perfect for uh, a corner. Um, Mr. Every position is needed. Mitch <laughs> Collins, who do you have my Houston Texans taking? Yeah. Um, so I think for the Houston Texans, the draft plan is pretty simple. Um, we're obviously years away from being a serious contender within our own division and within um, the AFC as a whole. Um, so right now we just really need playmakers um, at any position, regardless of need. We just need to get the talent in. Um, and with our new coach, Levy Smith, being a defensive guy, I think we need to give them some, um, you know, tools to play with. And I'm going to go with the uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I think he's a very talented edge rusher. We could all be sitting here a couple of years from now saying, like, I can't believe he got passed on when he's clearly the best guy from this class. Um, I know there's concerns, you know, just with, like, personality and stuff like that. But I think a guy with Lovey Smith's cachet, with the kind of defenses he had in Chicago, um, I think he'll be able to figure this out and, um, and make the Kayvon Thibodeau situation in Houston work for him. Yeah, I mean, I think as a Texans fan, I have a personal prejudice to drafting a, a defensive lineman in the first round. Um, and that's just because I, to this day, firmly believe that taking Jadavion Clowney with the number one overall pick was the thing that eventually doomed this franchise. Um, it's a very long-winded conspiracy, but if you'd like, I can break it down for you someday. Um, nothing to do with the McNair family <laughs> owning them? No, 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 no. I feel like that was the day that this franchise died. <laughs> the day the franchise died was the day that, that the NFL said a team could be in Houston again. Um, no, I mean, I think the Kayvon Thibodeau pick is a solid pick. Um, for Houston, I think it works well. The issue is, is, is uh, kind of my similar thing with Adam Hutchinson, which is what are you going to get in the short term? I don't think that Kayvon Thibodeau is going to come out dominant because there's nobody else there in Houston to help him with that pass rush. Um, I don't think it's going to be like Micah Parsons from last year, where at least Micah Parsons had other pass rushers there to help him out. I, I just, I don't know. I think third overall pick, he's a solid pick. He's a safe pick. Um, he's a franchise guy that you can hang your hat on, and it's something that is sorely needed in Houston. Um, so I, I like to pick overall. 
Yeah, Jets. Well, he does have uh, the help. I mean, Jonathan Greenyard was a rookie last year, and he was able to get, I believe, double-digit sacks. So he does have the help there. Yeah, he's got, he's got on help that. on the interior defensive line. So um, I, I say it's, I honestly think that Kevion Thibodeau is a better athlete than Aiden Hutchinson. So I think that just having him on the field helps in anything. And I don't think that Houston – I think Houston shouldn't shy away from just drafting best available. Um, no, I, I agree. And I think Kavion Thibodeau is a top five pick. So if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, can I get Kavion Thibodeau or can I get somebody later in the draft um, at this? Can I get somebody that can, that can help? And I think that prioritizing the defense right now for uh, Houston does work. Um, I, I also think you could have gone any, any part of that defense or offensive line with Charlie Cross, Akeem Ekwon, and Evan O'Neill, Evan Neal right there. You could have taken any of those tackles. Um. But for the Jets, um... Zach Wilson's second year, sorely um, need weapons. I do need weapons. I also pick at 10. Um, and 35 and 38. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I have plenty of draft capital to get him weapons. Um, my concern, though, is uh, I remember specifically not one of the best offenses in the NFL, the New England Patriots, hanging a ton of points on me. Um and I need a way to take advantage of that young quarterback. Um, I need, I need, I need to see Mark Mac Mac Jones needs to start seeing ghosts. Um, and I think somebody that the, the, the if I'm at four and I see Derek Stingley Jr. is still there, I I'm kind of shitting my pants um, because he's a guy that can sit on, our, on an island and play really against anybody. Um, he kind of dropped off there for a little bit because of COVID and other reasons. Um, but he was his freshman year. He was the best defensive back in the, in the country. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's got the talent. Um, he just has to have the know-how um, and, and pairing him with. Uh, um, who's the if you say Lamar Jackson, I'm going to. No, okay. Lamar, Jackson <laughs> Lamar Jackson doesn't play for. Uh, New York anymore. Please for sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you um, fake fan. Um, who's who's <laughs> the guy? Who's the guy that Salah? Um, pairing him with Salah, uh, who drafted and developed a lot of players um, on the defensive side for San Francisco. I think that this is a, a great pick for them. I'm going to go Derek Stingley Jr. Can I pose a question here? I I can pose. You can pose a question. If Thibodeau was still there at four. If Thibodeau and Stingley were both still there at four, would you still have taken Stingley? Uh, probably not. Okay. I probably. Um, I mean, actually, maybe. Um, because I have Franklin Myers on one side, and he had a pretty productive year last year. And then I have Carl Lawson on the other side. Um, but he got injured before he could start playing. Um, so that's part of it. Um, is is uh, do I think Carl Lawson like if if I'm in the Jets front office and I because I, I don't know what Robert Sala and what the, what that team thinks of what of what the reports they're getting on Carl Lawson and his recovery and what they think he's at if they think he's okay and that he can contribute next season then don't take Thibodeau um, take Stingley but if you're concerned at all then take Thibodeau. In this case, I'm going to take Stingley Jr. because I know that I have Reed Jr. and then I have Hall on the other side. And even if – and then I have Whitehead and Joyner in the back end, and those two aren't playing too bad. But I, if I can get – if I can get somebody in the slot or on the other side of uh, on the other side of Reed Jr., 
then that helps specifically when I'm thinking about going up against uh, Diggs and Gabriel Davis and then going up against now Tyreek Hill is in the AFC East. I have to face him twice a year. Um, uh, Devontae Parker is now with the Patriots, like those kinds of things. I need, I need defensive backs um, because most of the offensive lines in the, in the AFC East are strong. Um, so I might as well play the game that they're going to play, which is try to try to keep the, try, not try to get to the quarterback, but cause I can get there and other, I have other picks that I can go after edge rushers. Um, but I want, I want to be able to, to protect against some of those high class wide receivers that are now in the AFC East. 100%, absolutely. Mitch, what are your thoughts on, uh, Skyler taking, uh, Derek Stingley Jr. there? Yeah. I mean, he's kind of the ultimate Boomer bus pick is if he was able to play like he did his freshman year, the past, uh, you know, two years, I, I think it's no question. He's the number one overall pick because of what we saw. Um, but the health is just really concerning to me. Um, and when he did play, he wasn't what we saw his freshman year, but I think with a coach like Robert Sala, that's not really, uh, really worrisome to me. It's more just his health. Um, so I really don't hate it just because of if he's able to stay healthy, what he can give you. And with Robert Sala really never having a guy of Derek Stingley's caliber at corner, um, I, I really can't hate it. No, I, no, I agree. Absolutely. Um, cool. We'll move on to the New York football giants. Um, so on one hand, it's like, how can I shoot myself in the own in my own foot here? You know, like I can't draft Daniel Jones again. So I take look at take a punter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to take a long snapper. Um, so. Oh, my God. Waffles. Get down. <laughs> Keeps knocking my phone down. Um, so I look at I look at I know I look at who's available and I see three really pretty looking tackles. Uh, right now, Charles, uh, Charles Cross, uh, Ike McWonu, and Evan Neal. I think all of these guys can contribute. If I'm the Giants, I have one focus, which is it is infinitely more easy for me to fix my team's running issues than it is for them to fix my team's passing issues. I'm going to get a healthy Saquon Barkley, who, per his press conference uh, after training camp, after uh, uh, the opening days here of the uh, mini camps, um, he's out for blood this year. I'm going to take the guy who I think is the best run blocking tackle that we've seen in the draft in a very long time. I'm going to take Ekem Wonu out of North Carolina State. I love this kid. I've been touting on this kid since the beginning of the college football season last year. I adore um, his ability in the open field, his ability to downfield block. He's He's got to work on his pass blocking. There's no doubt about that. But I think that can be worked on over time. My issue with the Giants is that I don't think tackle is their obvious issue on the offensive line. It's having the worst guard in football in uh, Hernandez. Um, He's gone. No, I know. I don't know. But but from last year, that was their issue. Um, But if I look at the interior offensive line, I'm not seeing anybody who's worth uh, the number five overall pick, especially considering who my picks are later on. So I'm going to take Ikem Wonu and try to provide both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones a little bit of help, especially to pair him with Andrew Thomas, who I drafted last year out of Georgia, to take the other tackle position. That's fair. I mean, Ikem, like Ikwonu, uh they led one of the best, was on part of one of the best uh, rushing offenses in the country in the ACC. Um, you have Saquon Barkley, getting there he's even he's even great up there just because of his um 
ability. Like he can still pass protect. I think he's probably of the three. He's probably the weakest pass protector. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is the best pass. He's probably the best pass blo- uh, rush run blocker of the three. Um, and I don't know, like if there was a defensive person, like if there was a defender, like of the first four, if any of them were available, would have you considered taking one of them, especially having pick seven? Um, I mean, having it, it would have had to be a, a corner. Like it would have had to have either been Gardner or Stingley for me to seriously consider it yeah. because my issue with like the giants don't have a pass rush. Don't get me wrong, Yeah, but like a pass rush is a lot. We've seen teams in the NFL succeed without having a good pass rush. It's of all of the, the main checkpoints to build a team. To me, it's one of the lowest. Um, so it, unless it was Gardner or Stingley jr. Who was there at corner um, or I really thought that there was going to be a rush on edge rushers later on. Like if I didn't think Karloftis was going to be there when I picked next, I might pull the trigger there. But looking at who's kind of upcoming, I believe that a guy like Karloftis is going to be available next time I come around, especially, you know, at seven there. Um, so it, it, to me, I can kind of two birds, one stone it, you know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, the part about the pick that I really like is just uh, Icky's versatility. So even if you don't like love him at tackle, you can put him in the guard and he could probably play at Pro Bowl level. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest reason why I love the Giants taking um, Icky at five, just because of his versatility, because he could probably play great at any position, kind of like uh, Elton Jenkins. Well, that's that's exactly like I I've every time I've watched him play, I've compared him to Elton Jenkins because of that versatility or versatility. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I, I, he's a, I, he's a really solid player who can do a lot for this giants team. Um, awesome. Who's got the Panthers. That would be uh, me. Mitch. What are you, what are you, what's going on in Carolina? You missed out on Deshaun Watson. You haven't pulled the trigger on Baker Mayfield. Robbie Anderson seems to shut down every quarterback uh, that you're talking about on Instagram. <laughs> Um, but you pretty obviously need a quarterback there. So what's going on with Carolina? Yeah. Uh, to me, I think our two biggest needs are really simple. It's quarterback and that offensive line. Um, and with this class not being as great as, uh, classes previous oh. and pop huh? one sec. Cause this might, I need to actually this, cause this might change how pretty attacks his next pick. Um, <laughs> The Giants are thinking of trading Cardarius uh, Tony. Yeah, because he has not, she hasn't shown up to camp yet, and he had really like a, a massively disappointing rookie year. But when he did actually play, he was electric. Um, no, that's been weighing on my mind as to what I'm going to do with number seven there. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> just making sure. We're good. All right, you're good. Um, so yeah, with this being a weak class and. Um, you know, since I'm the GM and I'm not Matt Rule, so I don't have to reach for a quarterback to save my job. And with uh, Terry not, and with this GM not picking Matt Rule, he really has no attached to him, attachment to him. So if he sucks, he can just go get his guy. Uh, so with that, I'm going to go with the offensive line because even if I did pick a quarterback, it's not like our offensive line is good enough to make him to to see if he really is 
uh, worth being our starter for the next decade plus. Um, so we're going to go with Evan Neal out of Alabama. Um, we can put him at left. We'll probably put him at left tackle just because Taylor Moulton has been doing a great job at right tackle for us. And, and now we got our bookends and um, our offensive line just gets better. And we can wait until next year where the quarterback crop is a lot better. I mean, no, I, I like, sorry. Go ahead, Scott. I like it because Evan O'Neill plays both left and right tackle. Um, mm-hmm. And he's only allowed 24 pressures in the last two years. Um, and we see that like when you're playing at a high level, um, it's part of the reason why I argued that the Packers should have picked Creed Humphrey over the guy they did pick at center. Not to say that like he hasn't done a good job, but like he didn't allow sack in, in college and he was the highest graded center in the NFL last year. Uh-huh. I'm not saying that that always translates, but it's a good, when you're playing in high level competition, it's good. And so having Evan Neal come in, cause you need a, you have a need at both tackles. So having somebody that can switch between left and right and plays well with both um, definitely helps. And it might make Christian McCaffrey and uh, Sam Donald's job just a little bit easier um, or whoever the quarterback ends up being this, this next year for, for Carolina. Rock Purdy. Rock Purdy. Um, uh, <laughs> Rock Purdy. Um, no, I mean, like, Kenny Pickett here, Malik Willis here, they're reaches, you know, like it's, it is such high risk um, for guys that we, we have such massive question marks on as to how their game is going to translate. I think that uh, Sam Darnold obviously isn't the answer. Um, to you in Carolina, but similar viewpoint to the Giants, which is it's a lot easier for me to fix my rushing offense than it is for me to fix my passing offense. And I think Evan Neal here is is a solid pick. I think a fully healthy Christian McCaffrey behind even a adequate offensive line is good enough for the Panthers to win seven games with the rest of the roster that they have. And that's improvement. Might not be enough for Matt Rule to keep his job, but that's improvement. Um so no, I mean I, I I I think it's a solid pick given the quarterback market. Plus, you can still trade for Baker. Yeah, or Jimmy G. Who has Cleveland? Who has Cleveland? Do I have Cleveland? Mitch has nope, Cleveland. That's me. <laughs> Mitch, are you making a trade to yourself? <laughs> 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 All right. So back to myself. This now see this pick here is so difficult because on one hand, like. I would love to go with a guy like Kyle Hamilton. I would love to go with a guy like James, uh, Jameson Williams. I love George Karloftis. I, this is, this is a difficult pick for me because the giants have quite a few needs. Um, I think that taking um, Wonu earlier is a definite plus. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of stick to my plan here. Um, and I'm going to take George Karloftis at the number seven overall pick. Um, I statistically, I don't think that he's on par with some of these other edge rushers, but the dude is, uh, to me, a freak of nature, six, two, 266 pounds. He's only 21 years old, you know, as we're looking here. Um, but I loved what we saw out of him all season. Some of those really solid games out of Purdue, he was dominant and the games where, uh, Purdue didn't play well, or sorry, uh, where Purdue didn't play well, you can see that it was directly reflected by how his performances, that defense lived and died with him. I take a look at that Wisconsin game, right? Wisconsin week after you have your best game against Iowa, 
Wisconsin goes right at him, beats him up. But what does he do? He comes back the very next week, plays dominant. Um, he had solid uh, games against really solid competition, um, and he's had that his entire career at Purdue. Um, the issue with him is that sacks number. It's not the, what, 14 that Aiden Hutchinson had last year. It's not the numbers that uh, Kayvon Thibodeau has put up. They're not numbers to me that are worth the number seven overall pick, but I look at who this dude is physically and I hope that I can build him into being worth the number seven overall pick. So it's definitely a reach, but I'm going to take George Karloftis at number seven. So what uh, separates Karloftis from say like Trayvon Walker in your mind? Um, it, it, in all honesty, and I know that this isn't the logic that NFL GMs use, but I Man, Trayvon Walker is a great player. I don't think I could keep him with the Giants for more than three years. You know, like outside of the minute that first contract is gone, I think Trayvon Walker is gone, you know. Um, and so I'm trying to – my mindset is to build a sustainable team, um, a team that I can get two contracts, three contracts out of guys like that. And given the Giants' previous drafting history, I mean, we just talked about Kadarius Tooney, uh, Saquon Barkley has been hurt. Um Given, you know, you take Daniel Jones instead of some of those other quarterbacks, like given their draft history, I, um, I want to build a guy, but the number, I mean, even if you look at, even if you look at, at Trayvon Walker, I mean, the numbers are similar five sacks for Trayvon Walker last year, five sacks for uh, George Karloftis last year. The difference between the guy is that the difference between is that Trayvon Walker is taller and he's, he's, I think he's a little bit heavier. I think he's like six pounds heavier or something like that. Um, I think all in all, but um, I, I just think George Karloftis is a little bit of a freak in nature. I think he, he puts speed and agility into a nice package with physicality. Um, so it's, it, it's, a, it's a coin flip for me, but. You have this next pick too, Brady. Cool. Yeah. Um, Atlanta. This is also one that should just say everyone. Um, it almost it, does if you look at it. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, no Matt Ryan. No Calvin Ridley. Um, I have lost so much production defensively. I've lost so much production offensively. The question with Atlanta is where do I begin? Um, I could go offensive line here, but I don't, I don't have a massive need at tackle, but it's never too early uh, to view that. And Charles Cross sitting there at number eight, uh, still available, looks awfully tasty. But I have to desperately figure out my quarterback position. And since Mitch decided to do the smart move and not take Kenny Pickett, I'm going to draft a quarterback here. But it's not going to be Kenny Pickett. Um, I'm going to take Malik Willis with this pick. Um, Malik Willis paired with um, Kyle Pitts, who Kyle Pitts secretly had a fantastic season. And I know that we said this about – there was another wide receiver we said it about um, that I can't remember right now. But if it hadn't been for Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts maybe could have been offensive rookie of the Jaylen year. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Like, Kyle Pitts had a fantastic season at tight end um, with that Falcons team. I, I need a quarterback. I don't think, you know, I lost the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the Instagram post where there's a crumpled up Watson Falcons jersey over in the yeah. corner. Um, I lost the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. I'm, I have no real interest in Baker Mayfield. Jimmy G doesn't seem like a, a, a guy who I can build around. Um, I'm a young coach with, uh, uh, what the fuck is a coach's name right now? Um, Art Smith. Art Smith. 
Uh, Art Smith, I feel like I've got quite a bit of job security given the direction that the franchise is going, has gone in, and I'm in cap hell. So the one thing I'm going to do to try to get myself out of cap hell, I'm going to try to draft a quarterback. Um, the one thing I have to say is that what Atlanta, let me go here. Atlanta picks what to find there. They pick up 43. A quarterback is going to be available at 43. Whereas you need a wide receiver badly, like badly because you just lost your two top two wide receivers and Jamison Williams is still on the board. No, you're absolutely or, correct. Or not, if, even if you don't want Jamison Williams, you have Drake London, you have Garrett Wilson. You need, you need, yeah. Like you're, that's my one thing. Whereas like I have Marcus Mariota. He can be a good quarterback for a year for me. Have or he's already worked in our oh, system. Oh, fuck me. I forget that the Falcons, I'm so sorry. I forgot that the Falcons picked up Marcus Mariota. I, that, it, fuck, fuck me. That's completely, that's. What? Yes. Do you want to go back and rechange it? Yeah, I'm going to change that. I, that is, I am sorry for everybody. I forgot that Marcus Mariota went to, uh, okay, went to gonna, Atlanta. We're going to, we're going to re, okay. So everyone remember who we picked. We're going to try this again. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep it up and then tell you, and then I'll. All right. It. So we have Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Sauce I'm Gardner. just. Sauce. All right, so brief pause, everybody. We're going to redo that pick because I fucked up uh, mentally. Um, no, Skyler uh, hit it on the head there. It, I was thinking quarterback, um, but the wide receiver position is a desperate need. Um, Kyle Pitts had a great year, but Calvin Ridley is not coming back. And in all honesty, next season, yeah. I don't even know if he's going to be on the Falcons. Also, um, Russell Gage isn't, isn't there. He signed with the he signed with the Bucks, and he had turned into something nice. Yeah, Russell Gage had turned. So right now, my two my two leading wide receivers are uh, Kyle Pitts and Olamide Zacchaeus, I believe. Um, yeah. So no, I'm going to take a wide receiver here, and I'm going to take Jamison Williams. Um, I I need a weapon that Mariota can throw it to. Um, I look at the interior offensive line and I feel like next time I pick at 43, there's still going to be some solid interior guys there um, as well as defensively. Um, but the wide receiver market is tight and there's going to be a run on them. And I, I think that, that Jamison Williams has to be the first one off the board there. Um, so that's on me. I apologize, everybody. Um, oh, good. Great. Uh, Seattle. Yeah. Mitch. Let's see. You pick Jamison Williams, right? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Like, I I know where I know who I would pick if this person was still at the board at nine. <laughs> I know who I know who I would pick. It's a very easy decision for me, but this is not my decision. This is Mitch's. All right. Yeah. So Seattle. Uh, you know, we just traded away Russell Wilson, cut Bobby Wagner. So we're kind of moving on to the next era. Um, and with Drew Locke at the quarterback, I really don't like that. I mean, the defense as a whole needs an overhaul. We still haven't bothered with the offensive lines. There's a ton of directions that I could go with. Um, But I think I'm going to go in the direction of quarterback and take advantage of Brady's redo at number eight. And I think we're going to go with Malik Willis with the ninth overall pick to Seattle. Um, just because we do have Drew Locke there and, you know, he's okay. So I think we'll be in this position again, um, with the higher pick, um, to keep building with this team where Malik Willis, I think has a ton of potential a few years away, but he can sit back and 
kind of hone his craft and then be the guy uh, that I think he can be, which is an upper echelon quarterback. So I'm going to go with Malik Willis. Okay, before I hit submit, are you sure you don't want to pick Charles Cross here? Well, no, he's Seattle. They never draft offensive linemen in the first round. <laughs> are you, no, I know. Are you sh- No, I'm, I'm just for the sake of my own sanity. Are you sure you don't want to pick Charles Cross here? Yeah, I need you to put yourself in the headset of Seattle. You would probably draft a halfback with this pick. Let's be honest. Okay, Malik Willis <laughs> to Seattle. That's yep. that's where we're, we're going. going. Malik Willis, Seattle. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. Okay, Skyler, do you have do you have thoughts on the Malik Willis to Seattle? I pick? hate it. I fucking hate it. Um, <laughs> uh, if Charles Cross is at the board at nine and Seattle doesn't take Charles Cross, they're making a dumb fucking mistake because that guy. Um, even if he isn't, uh, and in my mind, he's the third. He's the third best. He's good. Um, I don't know if I can consider him OT one. Um, I, I honestly think that Evan O'Neill kind of takes one for me, just because he's the best all around, and he can play both right and left tackle. Um, but Charles Cross is still a really, really good tackle. And in a year without like great, ta- like in a year with a ton of great, like if he was in a different year, he'd be one of the top. Like he'd be the best tackle in the draft. Um, and Seattle needs like offensive line help so badly. And if you get a tackle, a high end tackle now, then next year, you don't have to worry about getting a tackle. And if you are shit with Drew Locke as quarterback, which you will be, um, you can get a better quarterback next year. I mean, you can, you can just get a better quarterback, um, and not have to, not have to have the controversy about whether or not you're going to pick a quarterback with the, like, I, I like, I don't think Malik Willis is, is, is going to win you any more games than Drew Locke will um, because your offensive line is still shit. Um, like that, that, that's just that. I mean, that's just, that's that, that, I mean, I get Seattle doesn't do like, doesn't make the logical pick. I saw an article on ESPN. That, like in the last 10 years, Seattle has the, has drafted the best, but it's only because of the 2012 draft class. It's because of choosing Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner and those guys all in the same draft class and they're getting Tyler Lockett. And it's so like, that's only the reason that they're like the best draft, that they're the best drafters in the last decade. Um, and I think that this is just I, like, it, it doesn't make sense for me, but again, nothing that the Seattle does make sense. So I guess it's actually very, very realistic that they would do this. Um, but yeah. So uh, the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, oh. um, so, uh, if it, if I didn't, since I already picked up Derek Stingley Jr., then I have somebody in the defensive backfield that I needed. If I didn't have him and I got Kavion Thibodeau or somebody else, um, I would consider Kyle Hamilton, um, because I still need help in the back end. But since I already got Kyle Hamilton and I still need, and like I have, um, I have to look, and I have good, like, wide receiver depth. Um, or I have good wide receivers on two ends, but I still need that. Like I need that number one wide receiver because uh, Elijah Moore is more of a slot. Um, who's the other guy that they got from Tennessee? Oh, uh, 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 Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Corey Davis is really good, but again, he's not that big bodied wide receiver that you need um, that every AFC East team has now. Um so I'm going to pick up Drake London here. I think that he 
he's just in terms of he can he can do everything that you need in an offensive system he played in a pro style offense um he's just another another uh another guy another weapon for the jets to use in that offense that um is is good and i think he works very well for that shanahan style offensive system uh that you need because if you look at the shanahan style system you need like speedy tall lanky wide receivers that work everywhere um it's what we've seen in green bay what they were able to do with Devontae Devontae adams you've seen it in uh san francisco what they've done with uh debo samuel um if he stays there um you've seen it in uh like in all of those in all of those places they have big bodied wide receivers that allow them to um that are very quick. And I think Drake London fits that mold. And he honestly could be the number one wide receiver taken overall. Like he could be the number one wide receiver taken um, in this draft um, because of Jamison Williams, ACL issues. Um, so like, I, that's like, I think that for the jets, it's take, take uh, uh, a defensive player with the first pick and take an offensive player with the second pick. Um, what that, what that might have you um, if it's Kyle Hamilton and Drake London, or if it's, uh, Stingley or Thibodeau uh, in the first pick, like th- that helps. Like that, that helps you cover both bases, and it automatically makes you better. Um, and, a, and an ever increasingly good AFC East. No, I agree. Um, I think that Drake London is a great pick there um, for for the Jets. Um, Elijah Moore is it, he has a huge upside uh, in the NFL. Corey Davis has never really lived up to the college hype. Um, I. <sighs> There's just there's a lot of issues with the Jets. Um, I feel infinitely more comfortable with you making that pick because you took Derek Stingley earlier. Yeah. Um, if that doesn't happen, then I would have told you to go after a corner, especially if Gardner is gone. Um, and I would have told you to either take McDuffie or I tell you to go after Hamilton at that safety position. Um, but I think Drake London here is a solid pick and is going to help out. Um, it would help out uh, Elijah Moore. Um, especially given that you you did address your offensive line pretty heavily last year uh, in the draft. Um, so I got no problem with it. All right. Uh, commanders. Or uh, Mitch, do you have anything to say about, about – Yeah, I mean, you know me. I've been pounding the Drake London beat all season. I like him, um, especially when it comes to contested catches you, where he was godlike, especially in the college football season. Um, so I think he adds a really nice element to this passing attack and just gives Zach Wilson – um, more weapons to hopefully succeed. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, um, the best named team in football now, the Washington Commanders on the board. Um, this is difficult for me because I did not expect Charles Cross to still be available at number 11. So my whole plan on here was to have the Commanders take uh, Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. Um, I love Devin Lloyd. I think that he can do anything on the field. And I think that having him at that second level um, would take a Washington defense that when fully healthy is already pretty good um, up to the next level. I also look at the fact that my secondary is really weak right now, given that I just lost Landon Collins, but Charles Cross is really attractive there right now. My tackles walking into next season are Charles Leno jr. And Samuel Cosme Cosme still young. He could still be pretty good, but I've never liked Charles Leno Jr. And I don't think he's a franchise guy. I've got quarterback is Carson Wentz right now, who is Mr. Can't stay into any games. And when he does stay into games has big issues. So then I also have to sit there and go, man, do I get, do I take a wide receiver? There's been two of the better ones taken off the board here. This is a toss up for me. I'm going to do what I think 
the commanders would do in this situation. And I don't think they draft Charles cross. I'm going to take Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. Um, I, it is a yearly thing on this podcast where we talk about how good defensive players from Utah are and Devin Lloyd or um, yeah, Devin Lloyd might be the best defensive player from Utah outside of that really solid D tackle that they have. He might be the best defensive player from Utah that we've ever seen. Like he is, he, he, he's Mr. Do everything. He's just, he's Mr. Do everything. And outside of um, like watching that PAC 12 championship game, he, he was everywhere. He was flying across the field, watching tons of PAC 12 football this year, because I just can't sleep at night. I, I loved watching what that, the film that this kid put on, on, uh, on tape here. And I, I genuinely believe that given Ron Rivera's history with guys like Luke Keekley, Devin Lloyd could be the next Luke Keekley. He could be the next Bobby Wagner. And I think throwing him in a defense, that's going to have a healthy Jonathan uh, uh, Abraham, a healthy chase young. Um, and then I can work on my secondary later on, man, I'm really happy with that. And honestly, the thought of taking a quarterback here is fucking stupid. So anybody who says that the, the commanders are going to do that, if they do, then it's Dan Snyder uh, making that choice. And it's not anybody who has any football sense. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm the Vikings. Or first off, I love the pick for them. I don't think a quarterback's good. Um, I think a linebacker's good. I, I like that you didn't go after a tackle because I think that that like in this case tackle is less of a need than the other two positions you have on that offensive line and you can get quality people like you can get some quality into your offensive linemen later in the draft um and and beside the only other position I would have said is wide receiver but because if Drake London or Jamison Williams was available at 11 you should you would have picked like that's where I would have gone because pairing them with Terry McLaurin would have been awesome. And you need a wide receiver. Um, well, I got Curtis Samuel coming back. He just, he just yeah. hasn't been healthy. <laughs> True. Like, like I, like I agree, but what I'm saying is like, even then Jamison Williams, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, <clears throat> like that's You're right. Or yeah, yeah. Like, like if one of those two wide receivers was available, that's where I would have gone. Um, but they weren't. And so you picked the, I think the best possible pick for, Washington in that case, which is a linebacker, and you picked the I, which I agree is the best linebacker in the in the draft, Devin Lloyd, because he can do he he's smart, he's capable, he can cover, um, he's he's good at what he does. So I agree. Yeah, Devin Lloyd and Jamin Davis will be a really nice uh, inside linebacker duo for years to come. I think. Yeah. Well, and I don't hate the Cole Holcomb kid they have from North Carolina either. Yeah, him too. You know, so like I nice just. Threesome. Yeah, it's like I think him just coming off the bench or or when they're when one of those guys get hurt or something, I think that just helps immensely. Um or you but can I, even go to a four three if you want. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Or oh my god, four three with that pass rush? Jesus Christ. Um uh, but uh Skyler, uh who's gonna be the new man on the Minnesota Vikings? Um <laughs> see for Minnesota, like I'm sitting here, I always need defensive backs. Um I always need, like, I need edge rushers, but most of the edge rushers that I pick within the top 15 are taken. Trevon Walker, there's, he's a really, really good prospect, but he's a, he's a, he's a prospect. Um, you just signed Zadarius Smith. We just signed Zadarius Smith. Um, I'm also looking at, like, Cleveland and Reed as my other two interior offensive linemen aren't bad. And I can get somebody that can be as good as them later. But what I can't get in the second round is a good center. 
and I need a fucking center. Um, oh. And I have somebody that plays in the Big Ten, knows how to play in the cold weather, um, and is the best center prospect we've seen in a long time. I'm taking Tyler Lindebaum here from Minnesota. I if I am uh, if I'm Cousins or uh, Cook, I am cheering. If they are able to get Tyler Lindebaum at 12, if I'm Minnesota and Tyler Lindebaum is still on the board at 12, I'm taking him. No hesitation. I'm running that card in because um, I think that that makes that team. If you get a center in there, they are automatically like Tyler Lindebaum. You are automatically uh, positioning yourself for a good season because it's probably the piece on that offensive line that you need the, the best um, because you haven't had a good center in quite a while because um, you have Bradbury starting at center. As of right yeah, now. so what do you do with Bradbury then? Do you shift him out to guard? I mean, you could, but I mean, again, I said, like, it depends on what I do le- later. Um, Because I still have Reed and I still have Cleveland, who are not bad. Like, like if I have Cleveland and then Bradbury at guard, that could be good. Mm-hmm. Um, But Bradbury's not a good center. Tyler Lindebaum is probably the best center prospect we've seen in quite a bit. And I and I could take Charles Cross, but I just drafted Darisaw last year, and mm-hmm. Darisaw had a pretty good year. Um. And I don't need tackle. Like, that's my thing is that like, if once we have that run on tackles, you don't need tackles anymore. Um, so that's just kind of how, how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree. My thing is, is I, I think it's a great pick. The, the, the second that I uh, saw that he was still available, I was like, if Skyler doesn't take Tyler Lindemann here, um, he's a fucking idiot. It's yeah. exactly who I would have picked. If I'm Minnesota, I'm taking Trent McDuff, though. Like, I just let a corner walk who I drafted in the first round. I My secondary is uh, either poor or is old as shit. Um, so either Trent McDuffie or Kyle Hamilton still being available there. Kyle Hamilton getting maybe a year or two to play backup to Harrison Smith. Oh, my God. That's like – that is that is a thing of beauty. But I think Tyler Linderbaum here is the, is the best overall pick. I just don't see – I don't see Minnesota reaching that early for Linderbaum. Well, okay, but at 40, my next pick's at 47. No, you're absolutely correct. You are absolutely correct. But I think that to me, like you mentioned, I've got depth on that offensive line already. Like I've got guys who aren't good. Don't get me wrong, but they're functional, you know, just kind of like Kirk Cousins. Um, (laughs) But yeah, but I my secondary is sorely in need. The thing that I will say like might be the motivating factor circling back to the Detroit pick is the wide receiver room across the NFC North now looks a hell of a lot easier to deal with than it did last season. And so I don't have to plan for four games where I've got to play Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson anymore. You know, like what I'll say, what I'll say is like, if you look at, not at uh, Peterson, but if you look at Cam Dantzler on the other side, um, he didn't play bad. Like he didn't play nearly as bad as uh, as uh, it looked. Like mm-hmm. like he was like according to according to PFF, he was the 17th best defensive back in in the NFL last year. So like like I can get and there there's like if there are two. Defensive back, there are this is a deep defensive back class. So like I can still get like at 47, Cam, uh Cam Taylor Britt is available if I mm-hmm. want somebody like that. Like there's going to be people in the second round that I wondered how early not. into this process you'd bring up Cam Taylor Britt. <laughs> I thought you were gonna uh, go with Cam Jurgens with that 
Vikings Cam Jurgens. Well, no, Cam Jurgens is a center that you could get, but like he's not worth a 12, 12th overall. Like he's he's a development center. Like he is a center that like he's very explosive. He can get off the ball, things like that. But he's not worth the twelfth overall pick. No, no, there are no Nebraska Dang. players that are worth that are worth a twelfth overall pick. But like there are any year. Qual- well, this year I don't know any year. Can you ever? Well, um, I I don't think there's any Wisconsin players worth the first round pick this year either. Sorry. No, guys. you're absolutely correct. Here's here's what I will say because we brought up Wisconsin. Tyler Linderbaum's worst game was any time he played Wisconsin. Like watching him go up against. Um, uh, there it is. Yeah, I'm almost, like what his technical worst game is against Indiana, but like yeah. it's like it's pretty clear there. Like like just look at this: 91, 77, 87, 90.7, 88.7. 74, 90, 80, 86, 84, 80, almost 89, 77. Like even against Michigan, who was a far, like who was as good a defense as Wisconsin was, he played worse against Wisconsin. I don't think that Linderbaum plays as well against true nose tackles. And that's where if I'm a team like Green Bay, I'm also applauding at the Tyler Linderbaum pick because I can line up Kenny Clark on him and I feel like I've got a solid solid shot but any but, but, team, like even, but i think linderbaum does really well when he's not playing against a true nose tackle but if well, you've got tackles on like, either side i think he plays a lot better but like what i'll even say is that like in three years he's allowed two sacks mm-hmm. so Absolutely. like so like even in his worst games against wisconsin and against indiana and things like that he's only allowed one sack on the season so like that's and that's like, and I'm, I'm also looking like his pass blocking grades is a little bad, but that run blocking game grade is a 96 and Dalvin, like the best place to start a good rushing. And because Dalvin cook had an off season last year and like the run game for Minnesota had an off season last year, getting somebody that knows how to command an offensive line mm-hmm. and move the ball like that, that by itself helps. No, I, I agree. My my one thing I'll push back on you on, and this is why I love PFF because I don't get to see half this stuff half the time, is you look at the discrepancy between his run blocking and his pass blocking grade. Oh, yeah. Right? But then yeah. you look at amount of run blocks and amount of pass blocks, and they're the exact same. They're almost the exact same number. I think they're within six of each other. They're within six. Fifteen. Oh, six here, yeah. Six, yeah. yeah. So So he's played almost the same amount of snaps rushing the ball and pass blocking and there is a significant downgrade now still i mean 79.8 for a pass blocking grade that's still really good but there is a significant downgrade there and i think that's something that minnesota has to pay attention to especially if you're gonna want to run that conventional power offense quarterback under the center type offense where kirk cousins is going to have his back to the guy uh, for the first three steps, you know, so it's, and that's where, again, I think going up against true nose tackles might be an issue for Linderbaum, but yeah, his, all his, weakness all is, his weakness is a gap blocking system. Absolutely. And so if you run a zone blocking system, you'll be fine. No, absolutely. I agree. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, Houston, Mitch, yeah. we got. All right, Brady, I have delivered the dream scenario. I told you earlier today, I'm going to go with the 13th overall pick. I'm going to pick Kyle Hamilton. I can't <sighs> believe he's, I can't believe he's there. <sighs> I, like I know that we talked about this earlier, but I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, draft Charles Cross, draft Charles Cross, draft Charles Cross, draft Charles Cross. Like, uh, but no, go ahead, give give your rationale on Mr. Hamilton. Yeah, um, I just to me he's the best player available right now. Um, you know, he's the top of his position group, and with us losing uh, Justin Reed to free agency, um, there's really nothing at the safety position. 
Um, whereas with the tackle position, at least I still have a Laramie Tunsil um, there. So the need at safety was a little bit more than what I needed to tackle. Um, so I'm going to go with Kyle Hamilton and adding a Kyle Hamilton and KVM to be able to this defense. I'm excited to see what they can do. Did he just say Laramie Tunsil is an okay tackle? <laughs> no, he said, I have Laramie Tunsil. Uh, which means that at least I have a tackle. Like, okay. Like, okay, I think so his that's... rationale is I don't have a safety on roster right now. Oh, yeah, that's um, fair. Um, Bingo. Who's, who's worth a damn, but at least I have Laramie Tunsil. And I'm already paying Laramie Tunsil $20 plus million dollars a year. So I, I get it. I get it. I get it. The but only, the, only th- okay, the only thing I'll say is that do you have another tackle? <laughs> 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 Because because you might need you might need another tackle too. Um, no, I think it makes sense. I I doubt. Like I'll say is that like what was it? We were sitting there <laughs> for the last year. We were like, there is no way. There is no way that uh, Justin Fields is still available at f- what we had it. We had him going like uh, twelve or thirteen. Yeah, because Mac Jones still went fifteen. Yeah. I remember that because I was able to pick Mac Jones. That was one of our yeah. twelve correct predictions. Was that Mac Jones got yeah. picked? Hey, we um, almost got a third, cor- or we got more than a third correct, which I'll take. You know, which is pretty good. But like, <laughs> I, I remember saying, I doubt Justin Fields is going to be available at twelve or thirteen overall. He was there by eleven, and I was so hoping the Patriots were going to pick him up. That was it was, but they didn't. But they didn't and it's okay. Um, we still made the playoffs. I doubt Charles Cross is going to be available 14 overall. <laughs> like I, I highly doubt it. Um, but I, I think, take like a bomb but Kyle, but Kyle Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton could easily be available 13 overall because safety is not a need for a lot of these teams. Or uh-huh. if they need defensive back, they're much more willing to go cornerback than they are to go, um, than they are to go. Safety. Uh, safety, yeah. So, like, that's part of it. So, like, Kyle Hamilton, this is a very realistic situation where the, they could take Kyle Hamilton at the 13 overall spot and get a fucking steal um, for, for his player. And, like, it allows him to stay healthy. And, like, you, like you're like right. There's going to be no competition. He's going to have the job day one. Um, so, I, 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 I like the pick. I went, like, it's not where I would have gone with it. But, like, Laramie Tunsil isn't. He isn't a horrible tackle. He's a tackle. Like there's that. Yeah. He's not worth twenty million dollars. Yeah. But, but at least I have him there. <laughs> at least you have him. Safety, I have no safety. I have no one. You so. have no safety. I think all just depends on like is right before he gets drafted. Does a picture of Kyle Hamilton smoking a bong come out? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, but I will say this: if Hamilton wasn't there, I would have went across. No, I I think that yeah. that's solid. Here's here's kind of like I do like the Kyle Hamilton pick, and here's basically my rationale. I don't have a franchise player worth a damn at quarterback right now. Who the fuck am I protecting? Right. So, so I, all I need is if I'm Houston and I wouldn't invest in the offensive line when I had a fantastic quarterback, like Deshaun Watson, why would I invest in the offensive line when I've got Davis Mills? Um, so and he no, didn't I, play that bad. No, Ar- arguably, he, Davis Mills was the second best rookie quarterback in the league last year. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely. Um, Davis Mills would be a first round pick in this draft. Like, that's, that's I think that I don't think yep. that that's a shocking point, um, but I I'm in a I'm in a long term rebuild and getting a safety there 
Um, especially Justin Reed was a solid player, but he, I don't think he ever really turned into the franchise guy that they wanted. And a part of that is just that the franchise didn't take the turn that they wanted when they took Justin Reed. So I think, I think that it's a, I think that it's a solid, it's a solid pickup for Houston. All right. I have, I got Baltimore. Um, and really it's, I was hoping Kyle Hamilton was still going to be there. That kind of ruined my plan. Um, I thought he was going to take cross because and like I need help at, at tackle. I need help along the defensive line. I need help in the defensive backfield. I wanted Kyle Hamilton because of how many defensive backs I went through last year. Or oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. um, but I'm also sitting here with the whatever 14th overall pick. Um and I've seen how successful we've been with uh Adofe Owe last year. Um, and like, I do have Bowser on the other side at linebacker, but I don't have another edge. Um, and I think that as much as Trent McDuffie would be a great pick, as much as, ooh, no, you know what? Fuck it. No, I'm going Charles Cross. Um, okay. I am. I am because I just looked at that Stanley was my other tackle that I have on the left side and he had a horrible year last year. Um, like the left side of my line was fucking shit last year. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I'll take like, honestly getting that 14 is, is a steal. I was going to go Trayvon Walker there for a little bit um, because I need help on that right left side of my line um, where I have currently don't even know how to pronounce his name. Um, Ma, uh, Ma, Madabuki. Oh Madu- yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Not a bad player, but like, um, I need help. Charles Cross, give me a left tackle. Um, he played pretty well last season. He's a top, like he's he's argue he's a top three tackle. Um, and the fact that he's available at fourteen helps my team. Um, uh, and I can get other players at other times. Um, but this is this is something I need. Who's picking? I'm picking for the Eagles. Yeah. Fuck me. Um. <laughs> shit. Okay, give me one sec. But if you guys have anything you want to say about Charles Cross, go ahead. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Mitch. Okay. Yeah. Um. I think that's a really good pick. Um. You know, plug in Charles Cross at right tackle, and hopefully Ryan Stanley is able to come back healthy. Um. I think it's a really nice uh, pairing, and I think it will help the. You know the run game, especially with all those guys coming back. So I really like the pick. Um, if the only other direction I would have went, probably would have been Jordan Davis, just because of the state of that deep, interior defensive uh, line situation. And with a athlete of Jordan Davis's caliber, I think it would really help out that situation. And I think it would help out the an okay pass rush and get, maybe make up for. Um, some of the lack of the talent that they have at edge rusher outside of Odafe away. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like on one hand, I, I could easily see them taking Trent McDuffie here. Um, I could also see them taking Jordan Davis. The thing is, is that you, you lost out on Zedarius Smith because he couldn't pass his physical, but you did re-sign Calais Campbell. You had tons of injuries at the corner position, but they were that. They were injuries. You didn't really lose anybody. 
um, for next season. Um, I have to keep Lamar Jackson healthy. Um, and I know that this is a team that I want to run the ball with. I think Charles Cross falling into the uh, Ravens lap at 14 would be an absolute win for the Ravens and for Lamar Jackson. Um, I, the only other position I, I would probably say that the Ravens would go after, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they would have picked up Garrett Wilson right there at 14. Um, going wide receiver, given the real lack of production that I have at anybody catching the ball outside of Mark Andrews, um, I, I could easily see the Ravens pulling the trigger on a wide receiver there, but I do think they go best player available and, and grab cross. If, if that situation were to come up, like if you were to fall there, um, but Skyler, what are you going to do with the Eagles? With the Eagles. Okay. So the Eagles in that, you know, all of the trades that they've made throughout the years, um, have a ton of fucking picks this year. Fuck me. Um, so with the first pick that I have with them, um, I need somebody on the other side of Darius Slay. Um, Trent McDuffie is still available at 15. Um, and really any other position, I can see somebody else that I can take at that position. Um, that does that would do just as well the job, whereas Trent McDuffie is the best defensive back for a while until care care alarm until alarm i can't say his first name to save my life so i'm gonna go with trent mcduffie uh on this first pick because he can play on the outside he can play at the slot um i actually need to look to see where he played more this last season um yeah he just played corner um but has played at the slot he plays in the box um the guy has a very very good coverage grade only allowed 44 percent of his passes um had good games against Colorado who have good wide receivers. He played great against Oregon, played great against Arizona, um, played pretty well against Michigan. Um, and he's played consistently in his last three years. Um, didn't let up. He hasn't let up a touchdown in the last two years. Um, those are kinds of things that I need. Um, and let's see, do they have like whether he's played zone or he's played? They don't. Um, I was just wondering if they were, and like he, he, he's not going to turn the, like, he's not going to force turnovers, but he's not going to allow um, guys to score on him either. So that, that's what you need. That's what you need on in the AFC East, especially, or in the NFC East specifically with, you know, um, like, like there's not any, there's not any like world, world beaters in the NFC East anymore. I mean, you probably have McLaurin and that's really it. Um, and because you don't have um, Amari Cooper left Dallas, uh, you don't have uh, Evan Ingram left the Giants um, like some of those guys like and the Giants are getting rid of Tooney now. Um, so like those guys that would have done really good work for them are now leaving. Uh, so that's kind of. So so having Trent McDuffie in there um, to kind of be in an NFC East that doesn't have a ton of wide receiver talent and kind of get his feet underneath him, learn the game real quick before he has to do something else. It, it helps. It helps a ton. Um, and I think that him being available at 15, I can get, I can get another edge rusher. I can get a wide receiver. I can get somebody else at 18 if I need them. I mean, I think it's a solid pick. Um, I, uh, I would say that if, um, if the Eagles found themselves in a situation where uh, a guy like Devin Lloyd had dropped to them this far down, I think that they pull the trigger and take Devin Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, but I think Trent McDuffie is, is probably the best corner that's going to be available to you in that situation. And I think that even if the NFC East isn't great in terms of wide receivers, you can never be too dominant at corner, you know, like a defense, no matter how dominant is still going to give up points. Why not just continue to invest in that? Um, so no, I, I like to try to make that back there. Yeah, I think it's a great pick. You know, defensive back as a whole has been a sore spot, you know, for years now. But, you know, going back to that uh, Super Bowl run, I mean, they didn't have the greatest cornerback room since then. Um, so I think it's they definitely need that if they want to take that next step as a defense. So I like the pick. <sighs> so what am I going to do with the New Orleans Aints? Um this Bring is difficult back. because I obviously the I think that a lot of people want uh, want the Saints to take a quarterback here, um, but there's just not anybody who's worth either the 16th or the 19th pick here. And you know what? Jameis Winston didn't play too bad when he was healthy for the Saints. He found himself in a system that worked for him. Um, Problem I, is, is you don't have anybody behind him. <laughs> nope, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. I don't have anybody behind him, but I'm paying two guys quite a bit of money. Well, I'm paying one guy quite a bit of money um, in order to in order to to sit behind him. Um, I'm going to take pick number sixteen. He's still available. I'm going to take this speedy wideout out of Ohio State. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. Um, I have no idea if Michael Thomas is ever going to play another game for the Saints. Um, and my wide receiver room is pretty poor without Michael Thomas. We saw it quite a bit last year where there was nobody to throw the ball to, but when there was people to throw the ball to, they wouldn't catch it. Um, I think Garrett Wilson is a great pick here for the saints. And if I look at the fact that I've got my rationale on this is I've got the two teams that are going to pick before my next pick don't desperately need the other thing I'm looking for here, but I think both of them need a wide receiver. So I'm going to take the wide receiver off the board here while I can, instead of waiting to hope I got, I got my guy available at 19, even though the wide receiver uh, draft class this year is very deep. Yeah, I like it. Um, especially because there's no tackles available. Uh, I could see getting like a Kenny Pickett or somebody else this year, but I agree that Jamison, Jamison Williams, like not wasting a first overall pick on him. Um, because they're not worth that four years plus the, the team option. Um, like that salary, locking down somebody for that long, if they're not, if you're not sure that they can play that well, where you still have Jamison William or yeah, Jamison uh, Winston playing well. Um, and if you do need a quarterback, there's a better class next year. Um, and you have the draft, you have the capital now to, to move some of those kinds of things. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like the pick. Um, I think you really hit, hit the nail on the head with the whole Michael Thomas situation. Um, you know, with the whole, is he going to come back or not? I think regardless, you have to take a guy because you really don't have anybody uh, besides him. So getting a Garrett Wilson who can be the number one if Michael Thomas doesn't come back or be a really great number two if he does come back. So I think it's a one-win either way in the Michael Thomas situation. So, the, so let's halfway through the first round here, let's just take a minute and, and look at who's still available. Really not a ton of shocks except for Trayvon Walker still being available there. Um, yeah. Obviously the highest rated guy per PFF who we have 
um, that's still available. But uh, any other like shocks, anything so far that you guys are are kind of questioning here? Anybody that you saw drop further than you thought just through the first couple of picks? Um, obviously Trayvon Walker, like you just said, and I'm kind of surprised uh, Jordan Davis hasn't been picked up by a team yet. Yeah, um, I, I don't think there's as of a need for uh, interior defensive linemen until later um, in this draft because I can see a couple of teams taking them. Um, but yeah, I'd say Trayvon Walker still being still being there because there's some teams that need some edge rushers. And I think until Charlie Cross got picked, I I was Charlie Cross. I don't think will be available to four teams. So I think that's the big, my big surprise, at least. Absolutely, no, I agree. I think the 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 cross falling that far. Um, is a little shocking to me, but I will say I'm not going to be surprised if one of those three tackles falls that far in the draft. You know, um, I, I think that it's very, I think it's highly likely. And I think that between the three, it's really a matter of like coaching and front office um, preference as opposed to any kind of talent between the three, you know? Yeah. Um, but Let's uh, let's let's continue to push through here. We have the Los Angeles Chargers on the board, a tie away from the playoffs last year. Who's going to win them this time? Yeah, so the Chargers. You know, there's a couple of directions I can go, especially with how the board is right now. Um, Chris Olave is obviously tempting right there. You know, with him, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, that I think that would be a solid trio. Jordan Davis still be on the board. Defensive tackle has been a sore spot. Putting him in between Khalil Mack and Julie Bosa is really tempting. Um, but I think with the way the right tackle is right now, I, I can't ignore it. And um, So with that being said, with the 17th overall pick, I'm going to pick Trevor Penning uh, out of oh, Northern Iowa fucker. To, be my, to be my right tackle. <laughs> Um, I, th- I think he could really excel at the right tackle position, and the dude's a mean son of a bitch. Um, and even though he does come from a smaller school, you saw at the Senior Bowl where he looked like he really belonged. And if I'm Justin Herbert, I'm sleeping a lot better at night, especially in this edge rusher heavy division that I got uh, Rashawn Slater and Trevor Penny as my bookends. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so mad about about that, not because it's a bad pick, but because <laughs> it just fucked me. In the is that ass. where you're going with? Is that where you're going with New Orleans? That's where I was going to go with New Orleans. Was I was going to take Trevor? I was going to take Trevor okay. Penny here. Um, there's, I mean, there's still the kid from from Central Michigan that's going to be available uh, most likely, barring Skyler stuff up. But you know. um, but no, I mean, I I think the kid has a huge amount of upside. Um, I uh. Yeah, I just I, I think that if if Garrett Wilson is off the board there already, I, I think I can address wide receiver later on if I'm the Chargers, given how deep this class is. Um, so I'm, I'm perfectly OK with them taking a tackle and trying to keep Justin Herbert as safe as, as you can. OK. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think investing in tackle is a good idea. Um, and we've seen what Chargers have. Chargers have been one of the more consistent draft classes in the last couple of years. Um, picking well, doing good things, uh, trusting their own evaluations over other people's. And I think a Trevor Penning, like, I mean, everybody thought Justin Herbert was going to be uh, a flop, including the three of us. Um, yeah. Swinging a miss so, on all three of us there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, and most of us thought that Tua was going to be good. So again, swinging a miss. Um, uh, but 
Um, I think it's a good pick. Protecting him is what you need to do. I will say Philadelphia is looking to trade back at 18. So if anybody wants to trade up to 18 for somebody that they need, um, feel free. I'm taking trade. I'm taking. I'm taking uh, uh, proposals. I've only got like five picks left in this round. I've got nobody who's who's willing to trade up. But Skyler, not, Tra- not for Trayvon Walker. Yeah. No. 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 no, no. Okay. Um, but Skyler, I mean, I would say that if there's, if you're willing to take a deal, there's one team that you could make a trade with that you were also a part of there. Who? Sitting back at 22. You think Green Bay would trade up? I think that that if they thought that, if they thought that um, either the Saints or whoever was going to trade up to Philadelphia would take a wide receiver. I don't know if Green Bay would give up the 22 or the 28th oh, pick, no, but no, I could no, definitely. No. I have, see I have it. a plan. I have a plan for that. I have a plan for that. So okay. don't you worry. Don't you worry, my friend. Um, I have a plan for that. Um, but no, I got bitch, nobody to trade. Bitch. Anybody that's gonna uh, trade up? Um, no, there's nobody worth trading up for that I don't think I can get later on. So I'm good. Okay, let's see if there's anybody that I have that would trade up. Because they need. Somebody. I mean, the the other one that like could be said there is if I mean at this point the quarterbacks that you're fighting over are Kenny Pickett and then a guy who and then Desmond Ritter who's probably going to be available in the second round. So if either uh, like Pittsburgh who desperately needs a quarterback or the Saints felt like it, I think that they could easily trade up. But as the Saints, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade up there. Right. Do just do the Steelers want to trade up for a quarterback? No, I think that I can get the guy uh okay. two three picks. So okay, so um I do know a team that would trade up um because there's a player that they want, um, at least for me, that I think that they could get that um uh a bunch of teams who need offensive line help might pick in between them. So Arizona is going to trade the 23rd for the 18th. Um, I will also send over next year's. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, I don't think you got to do a full package here. We can always I know, figure I know. out the details. Um, yeah, no. Okay, so Arizona, I believe, a trade up for this. Yeah. Um, and I will force this trade through. Um. And then I'm on the clock. Um, Arizona, offensive line-wise, is not the best team. Um, let's go to Arizona Cardinals. Um, because right now, my interior offensive line really sucks. Um, Hudson is Hudson was a surprise. I thought that he would play better. Um, and he really, really didn't. Um, and my ends are pretty good um but i do also need an interior defensive lineman very 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 badly and the fact that both Devonte wyatt and jordan davis are still available at this pick um is something like that makes me trade up um because 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 it, for me it would either you go interior offensive lineman or interior defensive lineman and uh in terms of quality of interior defensive linemen, I, I realized when I made the trade, I said it wrong. 
um, in terms of quality interior defensive linemen, I don't think that they're, I think two of them could be picked in between them specifically with green Bay coming up with, um, with uh, new England coming up. Um, those are two teams that could draft interior defensive linemen to pair with who they have already. Um, so I honestly just need to look at the stats right here, just so I can see uh, real quick. Do you think about a Trayvon Walker at all if you're Arizona, given that Chandler Jones left in the offseason? I do a little bit. Um, I do a little bit, but I wouldn't trade up for him. Okay. Um, I'm going to take Devontae Wyatt because wow. Jordan Davis Jordan Davis is a really, really, really good interior defensive lineman. Um, but uh, he's, he's really good at stopping the run, and, and he can't rush the passer, whereas Devontae Wyatt can do both. Um, and so if I'm worried about losing that pass rush with Chandler Jones, Devontae Wyatt fills that need while also being a, a run blocker on the interior or a run stopper on the interior defensive lineman. And I need that badly. Whereas interior offensive lineman, defensive back, I can get in the second round. Um, I can make another move if I need to. I can get that in later part of the draft. Whereas interior, getting a guy who's that complete of a defensive interior defensive lineman at 18 is... Um, I need that. So I'm going to, I, I'm going to say that, that, that would make sense for me, Arizona trading up to get Devonte Wyatt um, specifically because okay. I can see the Steelers or the Patriots taking him up um, in between them. No, I mean, I think, I, I think it makes sense. Um, if that's what Arizona, if that's the pick that Arizona would make there. Um, I. Linebacker would also be a position they would take. Nicobe Dean uh, at 18. Also. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think linebacker, but I also think with Arizona, like that offensive line is just really, really porous. Um, and I, 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 I know that offensive linemen at this point in the draft are thin, but I think with where they w- would have originally picked, they still could have made something happen there. So I don't think it's a terrible pick. Um, I just think that in that situation, it would really kind of come down to what that draft compensate or what that trade compensation would end up being. You know, if this was just like they flip flop picks and Arizona gave up a third or something, um, or even like a next year or two, I think that makes sense. But anything really higher than that, I don't know if it's worth what they're going to pay out, especially with the massive question mark around Kyler Murray being uh, in his uh, hissy fit that he's throwing with the uh, Cardinals right now. Um, Great. So back to me, Uh, Mitch took my guy. Um, so I'm a little peeved about that. Um, but, uh, Skyler's already hovering on it. I got to take a tackle here. I'm going to take Bernard Raymond. Um, uh, I think per PFF second best offensive lineman, um, not a guy, not with a ton of experience Didn't play too much in 2020 part of that being COVID, uh, but did play 14 games in 2019. Um, I think he's, he's got the size. Um, he's, uh, just a little bit over 300 pounds, which is for me where I kind of want to be offensive line. And I think that if you're the uh, Saints and you can get out of that first round with a wide receiver and an offensive lineman, um, I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, I know that defense is a huge concern going forward, but I got to work on that offensive line first, especially if, if Jameis Winston isn't going to be the answer. I need to try to get as developed as I can so that next year or the year after that, if I draft a quarterback, they're in the best position to succeed. Mitch, you got the Steelers. All right, so 
know quarterbacks are really big need here, but I just really can't talk myself into taking a quarterback. I'm just really not in love with these guys. You're not going to take um, the Pittsburgh guy to Pittsburgh? Mm, no. I mean, as a fan, I, of course, I want that to happen. But if I'm the Steelers, not really. He's an older guy. Um, and with Mitchell Jabisky, yeah, you know, he's not the greatest, but he was able to take a Chicago Bears team to the playoffs twice. So I think he's good in the interim, and I'm going to wait on better dra- quarterback draft classes. Um, the two guys that I'm kind of looking at here, given my needs, uh, with Juju Smith-Schuster leaving and James Washington, um, I really only have two guys I can really depend on right now, and that's Claypool and Deontay Johnson. And with Chris Olave at the board, it's very tempting. Um, but I'm going to go with Jordan Davis at this pick right here, just because when I'm looking at my defensive line, um, Stephen Tuitt held out last year and didn't play at all for some reason. Cameron Hayward's really getting up there in age and Tyson Alula at nose tackle is getting up there in age. Um, so if I want to be a serious contender, especially in this AFC North where it's all heavy hitters. Um, I'm going to need to really build up my defensive line. Um, so I'm going to go with Jordan Davis since he's still on the board for me. I, I don't hate it. I just think that if, if the Steelers were going to go defensive, in the first round, I don't think that it would be defensive line. Um, I think that it would be secondary. I mean, the Joe Hayden is getting up there. You just lost, um, was it Terrell Edmonds, the safety that no, they had? He, re- he just resigned today. Oh, he just, oh, never mind that. So okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. No. Then I take, I take back. No, I mean, if, if, if he resigned today, then yeah, Jordan, Jordan Davis there. I mean, if he falls at, at 20, that's a gift. Um, the same way that that TJ Watt was a gift to them uh, a couple of years yeah. ago in the draft. I, I think that that'd be solid overall. Um, I would have gone the Kobe Dean. Your linebackers are Bush and Jack, and neither one of them played well last season. Um, I would have gone to Kobe Dean there. Um, but I get or or Chris Olave. Chris Olave yeah, made a lot of right. sense. Chris Olave. Um, but that's that's me Brady what are you gonna do with my Patriots I am I'm tempted here to take a wide receiver you guys I really really am even with the Patriots luck with wide receivers even with the Patriots luck with wide receivers but I still have faith that Nikhil that uh, Nikhil Harry can do better than I wanted to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well I mean you did you did just I mean you had you have um Jacoby Myers in a contract year. You do have him in a contract year, and the uh-huh. Patriots very rarely re-sign somebody, especially somebody that is getting a lot of attention like Jacoby Myers. He can get a lot of money somewhere else. Um, you did just spend a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, cap money on wide receivers in other places. You just traded for uh, uh, Devontae Parker, so so wide receiver wide receiver isn't a, isn't as much of a need for the Patriots as it could be. Whereas there are other parts that are needs. Yeah. Um, 
not trying to talk you out of it, but I'm just saying. No, no, like- no, no. It's for me, like for me, it's a, it's a coin flip. If the Patriots find themselves and it's a good problem to have, if the Patriots find themselves in a situation where um, Trayvon Walker, Nicobe Dean and Chris Olave are all available at the 21st overall pick. I don't think that you can go wrong with this pick. It's just which direction you want to take it. Um, I'm going to keep the run on Georgia players going and I'm going to take Trayvon Walker uh, here for the, the Patriots. Um, six, five, 272 pounds, only 21 years old. Um, this kid was dominant at, Oh no. Oh no. Okay. Cool. It's safe. Um, this kid was dominant at Georgia. Um, five sacks last year, five sacks in, tw- in 2019 had an off year in 2020, but who didn't let's be honest. Um, I, I think he's a freak athlete. And I think given the fact that you didn't get production out of your pass rush, the way that you wanted, I mean, Chase Winovich has dropped off. Now granted, he was a seventh, seventh round pick. I we believe traded Chase, we traded Chase Winovich. No, you're right. But, but prior to that, yeah. um, didn't work out Now, granted a seventh, seventh round pick, not a huge deal. Third round pick. I thought he was way later than that. Never mind. He was a third um, or fourth round pick. Third or fourth round pick didn't work out. Um, Van Noy brought him back. Didn't really work out. Um, Hightower is getting older, which is why I leaned towards Nakobe Dean. But I think that the Patriots kind of learned a lesson from that last playoff game against Buffalo, which is that their offense isn't necessarily the issue, but the defense couldn't generate anything resembling a pass rush. I think Trayvon Walker is going to be able to do that for him. And if Jordan Davis is already gone, that's who I would take for the Patriots. Skyler, don't be mad at me. You're fine. Okay. Um, I think it makes sense. Um, I think him being available at 21 is just kind of like the freak athlete that he is, is just something that you kind of have to take a chance on. I think that knowing Bill Belichick and the scheme that he wants to run, I think Nicobe Dean would have been more of a fit. Um, it was a coin flip. Like I, I was sitting there and I was like, man, yeah, like, I think Nicobe like, Dean would be uh, so perfect for the Patriots. I, I don't but... think, I don't think you're, I don't think you're wrong in either way. Um, they're both needs for the Patriots edge and linebacker. Um, the only other thing I would have said is Andrew Butts Jr. sitting there at 21. Um, that's another pick that he could have taken because, you know, you just lost JC Jackson. Um, you have that need at defensive back, even though Patriots turn out defensive backs, like, you know, LSU does. Um, yeah. It's just kind of, uh, it is what it is. It's okay. Like you, you could have gone wrong with like three different players there. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Mitch, you have anything about Trayvon Walker? Yeah, I think if he slides that far to the Patriots, I think it'll be very tempting for um, Bill Belichick to pick him up. Um, but I don't know. I probably would have been Nicobe Dean just because of the state of the room. Um, and it was Dante Hightower not being, you know, the guy that we're all accustomed to. So I probably would have went with Dean, but I understand the Trayvon Walker pick. Okay, I have a question for the Packer fans in the room. Yeah. Who would you rather replace? Kyrus Barnes or Royce Newman? Chris, oh, wait. Chris Barnes or Royce replace? Newman? Yeah. Uh, uh, I would go Royce Newman just because I think I could put him out at right tackle. Um, whereas I think Chris Barnes and Devondre Campbell do good stuff. So that's my pick. Yeah. Okay, I'd, like, I'd agree with that, but I I would tell you that man, if if Olave and Moore and some of those other guys are available at twenty two, I don't I know. know. I know. I know. I know. I know who the Packers are going to pick at twenty eight. 
I know who they're going to pick at 28. And the fact that I see, I see two wide receivers that are going to go before at least two wide receivers that are going to go before this guy. Cause mm-hmm. let me see who other, who, yeah, no, at least two wide receivers that are going to go before this guy. I'm feeling pretty confident, pretty confident. Okay. And I know I need guard. I know I need a guard and the best guard in the draft class is sitting right there. He's sitting right there at 22. And you know what? As a Packer, you know what? As a Packer fan, I don't think Brady, I think if the Packers picked a guard at 22, you'd be pretty happy, wouldn't you? Not if Chris Olave is on the board. It, it, like, it would genuinely depend on what they did with 28. I know what I'm doing with 28, and you guys like, can tell me whether or not you hate me for it, okay? But I know what I'm doing with 28. All right, all right. I'll reserve judgment until like, the 20th. Like the, like, the simple answer is, is, like, I would be ecstatic with that if any wide receiver worth a damn is drafted at 28. If no wide receiver worth a damn is drafted at 28, I'm furious at the Zion Johnson pick pickup. Fine, okay. I'm, I'm very okay, but I'm picking Zion Johnson. I'm picking Zion Johnson because you guys need interior offensive line. You got Bakhtiari, you got Jenkins on the ends. That works really well for you. You guys say that Myers is going to be a very good center. I'm going to trust you on that. I personally don't think it's good. I think if Tyler Lindebaum's here at 22, you pick the fucking Tyler Lindebaum. Like he won't be, but you pick him. Um, so I need interior offensive linemen. I'm going with the best interior offensive lineman left because I know what I'm doing at 28 with when it comes to when it comes to to, to later picks. I am picking Zion Johnson. Um, I think he's a good, yeah. he's a good interior, interior offensive lineman. Um, the Packers don't pick wide receivers in the first round, even when you know Justin Jefferson is staring them in the face. They still go somewhere else and they pick a quarterback. Um, at least this pick makes sense because you do need him. You do need him. No, so, I mean I, I agree, Zion and Johnson. I and I look at the fact that that Dallas needs interior offensive linemen, Tampa needs interior offensive linemen, Tennessee exactly. needs interior offensive linemen, and, and and only two of them need wide receivers. No, you're you're absolutely correct. Like it's the the thing is is like it's it's just going to end up being a coin flip when it comes like if I, I think Zion Johnson could be a fantastic player. I really like the kid, um, but. Yeah. It would be difficult for me to call that a success if if you don't see what I do at twenty eight. If I don't see what you do at twenty eight, so let's okay. let's see let's see how let's see if we can fuck you up on this. Uh, so Philadelphia so I have, for the third but, time. Oh, but I have Philadelphia. Remember, I have Philadelphia here, mm-hmm. and with Philadelphia, no Kobe D. I I traded back. I traded back because I felt comfortable that nobody was going to pick Nicobe Dean, and now Nicobe Dean is there, and now I have a linebacker because I fucking need a linebacker as Philadelphia. I bet that I was going to get him and I got him. And you know what? If I didn't get him, I was going to get a wide receiver. So I'm okay. <laughs> so now, and I, I got, I got, I yeah, got no, no Kobe Dean there to, to Philadelphia. Is I got, I got, I got Trent McDuffie. Yeah. I got Trent McDuffie as my wife, as my defensive back. And I got Nicobe Dean as my linebacker. I'm leaving the first round happy, very happy. And I probably just got another draft pick from Arizona as well. Yeah, so, I don't dispute anything you just said. I, I think that that's a, I think that I think that just shows that Howie, Howie Roseman is a superb GM and knows what he's doing and is the savior of the city called Philadelphia. I refrain from commenting on Howie <laughs> Roseman. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Okay, uh, who has who has Dallas? Oh, I have Dallas, and this this fucked me up because I was gonna take I was gonna take Johnson with Dallas. Um, you still have you still have Tyler Smith from Tulsa. 
Yeah, but you know the thing is, is like I green? don't, I don't feel like I need. I don't feel like tackle is a need. Like I've got Tyron Smith, uh, Tyron Smith uh, for Dallas. I've got Terrence Steele, who actually who has not played bad at tackle. I would have have Leo, you have Leo Chanel available. You need a linebacker. I would have preferred to go. Uh, if I was going to go offensive line, I would have preferred to go uh, interior offensive line. Um, I don't. I pick at fifty six, and I feel like whether it's it's Chanel, I feel like Chanel or some of those smaller school guys, like the the Troy Anderson kid out of Montana State, is a monster waiting to happen, and I feel like he'd be available to me on my next pick. Right, that's fair. That's fair. You, um, you need you need some D linemen. You got Travis Jones. Um, you got you got Jalen Petrie, who you absolutely love. It's love Jalen Petrie. He's available. It's, uh, it's and it's a toss. So if, if I'm Dallas here, I'm gonna go secondary. Um, my okay. my weird thing with Dallas yeah, is every time do. every time I think Dallas is gonna go in one direction, they end up drafting a wide receiver or a halfback. Um, so I don't I don't a hundred percent. I can't say this with any confidence, but I'm actually not gonna take Petrie with this pick. I'm gonna take uh, Lewis Sign, the safety out of or seeing the safety out of Georgia. Um, I mean just just a monster safety. And, and if it wasn't for my, my genuine affection for Jalen Petrie probably would have been uh, the best secondary position last year. I think he can cover. Well, I think he's a hard hitting safety. Um, and I think given that I've kept Dan Quinn, which none of us expected the the Cowboys to do a defensive coordinator um, secondary is, is a big need for me. I mean, um, uh, Diggs played really well at corner, but we talked about it. He gave up the most yards of any corner. If I can get a safety who can commit to helping over the top um, on that same side, I'm feeling really confident about that. I'm going to take Lewis, uh, Lewis sign out of Georgia with that, with that pick. Makes sense. Makes sense. You need safety. You need defensive, you need defensive help. Um, Cause I personally believe Trayvon Diggs is going to take a step back this season. And so having 100%. a safety, to having a safety to help over the top, like Lewis uh, sign or Lewis scene. Um, if you had Petrie, I would have, I would have loved that too. Really any kind of secondary help or linebacker, like true linebacker help, I think would have helped a lot for uh, them. I, if you, if, uh, uh, if Zion Johnson was there, I would have said that that was a great pickup too. Um, but you're right. You can get, you can get interior offensive linemen. You can get uh, some of those guys later. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I get the pick, but. I would be very tempted by Chris Olave, um, given how Amari Cooper's gone um, and uh, Cedric Wilson is gone as well. And with Kenyon Green being on the board and having to need a guard, I'd be very tempted, but I do get the safety pick. Okay. Um, saying as that Mitch is very, very tempted by Chris Olave, as I am the Bills and I need a wide receiver because you know what? I just lost um, – Cole Beasley. Uh, yeah, Mr. Novak's himself, Cole Beasley. Um, and I have Can I propose real- a trade before you submit this? To the Bills? Uh-huh. Oh, who do you who who's trading? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. The Chiefs are trading. What are the what are the Chiefs offering? Let's go to the Chiefs. What are the Kansas City Chiefs offering me? I'm gonna get uh, I'll give you you can pick between 29 and 30. I don't give a shit between that. I want both. Um fuck that. <laughs> Um, um, okay. I'll take, I'll take your 29 and can I also take, uh, I'll give you Miami's third and a fourth next year. Miami's third. And I'm going to keep, I'll give you my fourth next year. I'll keep Miami's fourth. Okay. Sounds good. Um, and you get my first, anything else? 
right. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll swap thirds. How about that? Yeah, that works for me. I'll swap the 50th. I'll swap, swap seconds. How about that? Because if, yeah, or that works a, for that's me. That's a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I take that. I would have taken the third also. Um, no, no, no. You can't change it now. No, I can't change it now. We have a gentleman's <laughs> agreement. Wait, All so right. 29th and 50th going to the Bills for the fifty for the 25th and 57th? Correct. Yeah, correct. Okay. Let me get it. Sorry. Let me get it set up on my uh, on my end here so that I have And Mitch correct. do the same thing, too. <laughs> okay. So Kansas City. Okay. So I gave you 29 and 50 for... 25 and 57. 25 and 57. And then I gave you my fourth next year, but not Miami's. Yes. Okay. Um, Who are you thinking, great. Brady? So then um, I, if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm going to be taking uh, Chris Olave, uh, the wide receiver. <laughs> Ohio State. Um, I just – I look at I look at who is ahead of me who needs a wide receiver. Um, Tennessee, uh, Green Bay. I know that the Bills need a wide receiver, but I know that wide receiver is one of to me wide receiver is one of the furthest things that the Bills need. And I think that of those three teams, Tennessee, Green Bay, uh, and Buffalo, that Buffalo is least likely to take a wide receiver. So the minute you said you started talking about Olave, I was like, fuck, I got to make this happen. Cause I don't like the wide receiver room once it falls to the Chiefs at 29, um, or where they would have been at 29. So yeah, I'm going to take Chris Olave here. Um, I've got, I lost Tyreek Hill. I placed him with Marquez Valdez Gantley. Let me bring in another young guy, um, another absolute speedster with great hands, a kid who dominated at Ohio State. Um, I, I think Olave here just makes a ton of sense for uh, for the Chiefs, and I got to keep my other first round pick, so I'm I'm, I'm solid with it. Okay. I'm going to keep my secrets to myself until until after the Bills pick. Mitch, what do you think of it? Yeah, I mean it makes sense with Tyreek Hill gone, um, and your top guys being. Uh, Juju M- MVS and any guy like Chris Olave, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. All right, Mitch, you're up. Oh, I have Tennessee. Yeah, you have Tennessee. No, I have Tennessee. Oh, Brady yeah. has Tennessee. I have Tennessee. Um, it, this might be. I think this is the only time in this entire draft where I got I get back to back picks. Um, because I just traded the only other time. Um, uh, Tennessee. Um, I'm gonna take a guy who really just stood out at at the senior bowl um i'm gonna take the edge rusher out of florida state i'm gonna go with jermaine johnson the second um i i need an edge um i i'm not so, i'm not sold on the guard or uh like interior offensive linemen that that are gonna be available to me there um the the only thing is that my next pick isn't until pick 90 i don't have a second round pick so I'm going to take the edge rusher. I'm going to help to, to just continue to bolster that defense. I know I'm going to get Derrick Henry uh, back fully healthy next year. Um, I've still got AJ Brown and I feel like I can, I can address some other things. I'm going to take Jermaine Johnson. The second, he just kind of, he feels like one of those Mike Vrabel solid defensive players um, for Tennessee. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, you need edge. I, I would say the fact that you just had a really successful edge that you resigned and you had Bud Dupree that came in and did pretty okay. 
Um, Edge wouldn't be the immediate thing I would have seen. Uh, Sky Moore sitting there. I think Sky Moore would have been a great pickup for you guys because you need wide receiver help specifically. Yeah, but Tennessee has a prejudice. They're not going to draft another Western Michigan wide receiver in the first round. That's fair. I get it. Um, I think that also... um, I think also looking at... uh, I actually have to see. I mean, nope, that makes the most sense because you don't have like any interior offensive lineman that would be worth it. Um, he to like edge is what you need. Um, I, it would have been Sky Moore would have been the only one that I would have seen that would have been like, yep, Sky Moore. No, I get that. And I also just, I mean, like there's, there's a huge portion to me when it comes to some of these picks where I genuinely feel like DK Metcalf and Brandon Cooks are both going to get traded on draft night. And that might be, that might be a stretch here. Um, but I, I think that there's there's going to be some wide receiver trades that are going to happen here very soon. And I think Tennessee is going to be somebody who's going to be up in the forefront of those. Um, so who's got who's got Tampa? Uh, Mitch That's, me. That's Mitch. That's yeah. Mitch. Yeah. So looking at Tampa's needs, I mean, there's not a lot. Obviously, the interior stands out. Um, but getting Shaq Mason helps. And I feel like I can get other players for that uh, left guard spot. Um, so I'm going to look at defensive line because with, uh, you know, really just having Vita Vea right now, and there's really not a whole lot. Um, and with this guy still on the board, I'm going to go with Travis Jones at the 27th pick. I think, uh, you know, the strength of this Tampa defense has always been the front seven and defensive tackle needs that help after we got that edge help and, uh, Joe Tryon from Washington. So, I'm going to pair Travis Jones and Vita Vea and watch the magic happen. I think that that's a solid pick. Um, uh, Tampa Bay's issue isn't necessarily on offense, but I agree that if, if I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa trades up to take an offensive lineman, like a lot earlier in this draft, um, if they think that a run is going to be given on them, but I, I feel solid in my depth and who I have. And I also feel solid in the fact that I could probably pick up any street free agent and throw him in there and he'd be fairly successful. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think it works. I think that you need defensive interior, interior defensive lineman, um, interior offensive lineman you need, but like, again, there's not a huge weakness uh, in on Tampa Bay's team. Uh, I think a defensive back, Andrew Booth Jr. Sitting there. I think he would have helped too is Carlton Davis. Um, kind of he's not consistent at least in my opinion um so that's something that i would have looked at um all right Skyler, piss us off what are you doing 28 green bay you took an offensive lineman earlier george pickens i'm gonna cut your fucking head off oh my god I'm i'm picking george pickens and here's why here's why i'm picking george pickens um he is exactly what you guys need he's exactly what you guys need in terms of build um, in terms of production, in terms of what he does, um, the ACL really fucking sucks. I will give you that. That ACL fucking sucks. Um, but in uh, in six fewer games, he last season he was getting close to what he needed to. Um, the guy is a big play waiting to happen. He's averaged over 14 yards per care, per catch in all three seasons. Um, he even when he came back for uh, Georgia in the SEC championship game and the playoff um, 
uh, and the the champ like in like in those games you're seeing that he performs at his he performs his best in times where he needs to like in that in the championship game he needed to perform well he did. Um, also, I realized I circled it with my finger and I didn't with the the mouse. Um, so like that's that's what you need. You're looking at the stats of what he does, and I'm sorry, like Green Bay does this. They draft players that everyone else looks like as a project in the first round that they turn into really good players. Eric Stokes, I absolutely dogged on the Packers for picking Eric Stokes in the first round last year. All everyone can remember. Okay. And it would just be like the Packers to have Sky Moore sitting right there and them to pick George Pickens. It's just like what you need. He is a he is a project. He needs some time to uh he needs some time to recover from that ACL. He's still kind of gimpy on it. But like, look at this. In 2021, in, in 2021, 0% drop weight, 100% contested contested catch rate. You guys lost Devontae Adams and you need somebody that is a big play, jump up, grab the ball, and that kind of offense that that uh your that your coach loves to run. And this is the guy that can do it for you. And he's you get him on a on a in a first round deal on a first round contract and you have him for four years. Okay, he's it seems like a, it oh, seems five. like a it, yeah it's and it's like this is a guy that if he had been healthy this year would have been gone in the top ten. Like, let's be honest, he would have been gone in the top ten if he had been healthy this year, but he wasn't. And he got in and he played great in that championship game. The only thing that the only thing that stuck for him is that they didn't target him that much. They did not target him. Look, he he had nine targets and five catches in yeah. 2021. They did not target him nearly what he needed to. And now, now he has a future Hall of Famer for a quarterback throwing You're to that him. that high his, on Jordan Love? No. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> he's got Aaron Rodgers. And look, his yards per route was only three, was only three yards per route, but it's him getting out, escaping, and doing something else that allows him to do amazing things. George Pickens is where I'm going. I love Sky Moore. I think he's great, but I think he works more as a slot than as a than somebody. And you already have people that can work the slot in your offense. George Pickens is your X, your Z wide receiver that can do good things. You need him. I think that's a win for the Packers. I think if they if you walk away with Zion Johnson and George Pickens in the first round, I'm happy. I'm happy as a Packers fan. Mitch, I'll let you give your synopsis first. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't mind the George Pickens Thank you. Uh, <laughs> pick because, like, to me, I think that's who the wide receiver is going to be. He feels like the art the Jair Alexander of this draft, you know, uh, lost his senior season to injury, very talented player. Uh, I think he has everything that the Packers look for and want in a quarterback uh, with the size, his speed, um, all the stats that Skyler just said. Uh, to me, it just makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised if they pick him at the 22 spot. Um, yeah, he's yeah, 6'3", Yeah. Um, so he offers everything that the Packers want in a wide receiver, and I expect him to be the wide receiver that we pick. Um, so I'm not shocked. I, I like him. Um, Brady, I know you're not too thrilled. you want to give your reasons why? I... <sighs> is it because Chris Olave was there? Yeah, like that's ultimately what it comes down to. Is like I'm si- If I'm the Packers and I'm sitting at 22 and I have a perfectly healthy Chris Olave – versus a dude coming off of a partial ACL tear. As a matter of personal preference, I'm going to take the healthy guy 
And then with my later pick, because I don't know if I'm going to be able to re-sign Jair Smith or Jair Alexander. I don't know if I'm going to be able to re-sign um, Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. I don't know. Like my my books look really terrible in the years upcoming here, but I know full well that there's always going to be solid offensive line help available. I I would have taken Olave at 22, and then I would have taken a secondary player, whether that was like Petrie or it was Andrew Booth, or it was Elam, or it was whoever it was, I would have taken that. Or I'd have turned around and I'd have traded out at 28 um, once I got my wide receiver, and I would have uh, I would have tried to get additional compensation later on. Or, when it comes or, to when it comes to Pickens himself, he's a great player. Like he's a, he's an absolutely fantastic player, and I agree with so many of the points that you guys made. I think that he is on the money, a Packer player waiting to happen. Not super tall, uh, 6'3", not huge for wide receivers. One of the taller guys in the draft class here. Um, but I think Devontae Adams was only like 6'1". He wasn't super tall either. Um, fast, but I don't think over the top speedy. Um, he's he's smart as a fucking cookie. He goes up for contested catches. He's a ridiculously intelligent route runner. Um, there's so much to like about him, but as a matter of personal preference, I am never drafting a player in the first round who's coming off of his, uh, coming off of an injury. I know he came back. I know he came back last year, but Skyler, you hit it on the head. He came back for four games last year and had how many catches? Five. Great. So a hundred percent, a hundred percent contested catch rate on five catches is really, really good. And Tell a zero percent drop rate. On zero percent five catches because he was only targeted nine times in four games. That's why? two times. Why? Why? Was... Why? Why? Why on the national championship team would your best wide receiver only be targeted two times per game in the four games that he shows up? I, I get it. Listen, like Rashawn like... Gary was the number one uh, recruit coming out of high school and never produced the way that he did at Michigan, but he's turned into one of the best pass rushers one of the best young pass rushers in the NFL uh, on, on par with guys like Michael Parsons and DeBosa brothers and some of those other guys. I get it. Green Bay has a knack for finding these guys. Elton Jenkins wasn't worth the pick when they picked him. I said it originally. I also wasn't a massive fan of the Jair Alexander pick. I wasn't a huge fan of the Darnell Savage pick. I've been wrong on the Packers a million times. And I'm going to be wrong on the Packers a million more as a matter of personal preference. I would never draft a guy who's coming off of an injury and then had that poor production when he was healthy in the biggest games, but in the biggest game, in, in he the had game, his best production, it, his best production in the biggest game of his life. Great. Great. And it was, it was how many catches for what well, he had the 152 yard catch in the national championship, but I got, I'm, I have him back for four games and I target, and he's got nine targets. He's got five catches on the okay, year. So, the so best Brady, player. It, it, again, Brady, it's a me, matter. It's a matter of personal preference. I wouldn't. Me, no, 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 no. One sec. One sec. One sec. Let me. Let me. Because I. I have to. I have to counterpoint you just a little bit. Okay. I'm not picking a defensive back because I already took a first round defensive back last year. I have Eric Stokes on a rookie contract. I'm okay. And you know what? If I don't. I don't sign Jair Alexander. I have Rasul Douglas on the other side. And I played most of last yeah. year with Eric Stokes and Rasul Douglas because Jair was injured the entire year. Mm-hmm. Fair. Okay, so I already know I have two quality defensive backs that helped lead me to the best defense in football last year for much cheaper than what I'm going to have to play Jair. Okay? Like, that's part of it. Like, you guys, you guys are knocking home on me. Like, you have beat it into my skull how well the Packers are at draft and develop. Okay? And this guy, George Pickens, 
yes, coming off an ACL tear, tear, but everything that's pointing towards is he is healthy and ready to participate where I'm going to let you know right now, right now, okay? Jamison Williams with the eighth overall pick who had just torn his ACL and you picked him over Drake London. Yeah. A guy that was perfectly healthy. Yeah, because I'm a because I'm a, I'm a rebuilding team in Atlanta. I'm not a team that's got a Hall of Fame quarterback who's got one year and then a Terminator contract Pick- the rest of his the rest George, of his life. George Pickens though is healthy and ready to play. And are you telling like 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 whereas you're taking a much a much bigger gamble on Jamison Williams than you are on George Pickens? In my opinion, you- you're right. But but Jamison would never be there at 22 or at 20. If if Jamison Williams fell to Green Bay at 22 or 28, and they and drafted gonna, him, and I'm going to be honest, is Chris Olave going to be available at 25? Some wide receiver is going to be available at 25. Like True. there's th- some True. wide receiver is going between London and, and Olave Pick- and Pickens and George and- Pickens is available at 28 every <sighs> time. And I'm going to say, is it unlike the Packers to have a plan of what you're going to do and you stick to that plan? every fucking time yeah it is because they drafted jordan love in the first round a couple exactly so i i know what i i stand by it i think it's a good draft i think it's a good first round anyways i'm up again and you know what i traded back and the wide receiver i wanted is still there sky more um i lost i lost mr covid himself cole beasley um and (laughs) i need a slot wide receiver and sky more is right there and if we look at this guy fantastic production only a sophomore very very good he breaks tackles in the open field he's very very shifty um we look at his production last year uh 125 or 94 receptions for 12 for 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns exactly what i need to pair with um and he's not even he's 510 195 so he's not a small wide receiver either like super small um he's beefy, he's beefy um so you you pair him with stefan diggs and gabriel davis you have a great top three that can tear open the afc east kansas city brady who are you picking uh this is a toss-up i'm going to take a corner here but if i'm looking at who who's available it's a two-man race um uh, both booth jr and uh elam have huge upside um oh petrie's least as a corner um okay um, both of those guys have huge upside here. Um, but I really do like Jalen Petrie. I really like Jalen Petrie. Yeah, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Jalen Petrie. Um, I, every time I watch Baylor football, I absolutely adored what this kid was doing. Um, to me, maybe the best, uh, cause, cause he played safety last year. Um, maybe the best safety in uh, college football, maybe one of the most underrated safeties uh, through this draft. I think he's got great feet. I think he's got wicked sense of intelligence Um, coming from a Dave Aranda system. He's going to have to have that. Um, And I think a a guy like Petrie, who's versatile enough that you can play him at corner, you can play him at safety. Um, I don't think he's over the top athletic, um, but now that your AFC West has gotten a lot tougher in terms of wide receivers, um, adding Devonte Adams uh, to uh, the Raiders, uh, Russell Wilson finally, or Denver finally having a, a semi-capable quarterback. Um, that's definitely going to hurt Kansas City and a defense that we already saw was severely lacking for the first part of last season. They turned it on when they needed to, um, but severely lacking for a huge part of the season. Um, I think Jalen Petrie here is a solid pick in in that in that system. Yeah, I, I like it. You need defensive back. He can play defensive back any position, and you need help 
at every position, especially with Tyron Matthew leaving. Um, you need it. So I'll go, yeah, Jalen Petrie is a good pick. All right, Cincinnati, you have him taking Desmond yep. Ritter, right? <laughs> no. Um, I'm, I'm glad you went Petrie because my guy is now there. So with the 31st pick, I'm going to go with Andrew Booth Jr. At, from Clemson because um, to me, we really don't have a lot of needs. I think we've, you know, offensive line was the biggest, but we took care of that. Um, and the next is corner for me. Um, you know, Uluze, great. Mike Hilton, I think, is a really good slot corner, but I'm not in love with Eli Apple at our other corner position. Um, so I think Andrew Booth uh, is capable of being an upgrade on Eli Apple um, and just making an already great team better. I, I mean, I think it's I, I think it's a solid pick. Andrew Booth to me is a is very much a development guy. I don't know if he's a day one starter. Um, he's a he's a very developmental guy for me. Um, I if if I'm not mistaken, he only had one full season at Clemson, only one season as a starter at Clemson. Um, he's got he's got a lot of the stuff that you like out of him, but I or no, he had two. He played in the COVID year. Um, I just, I'm not, I'm not super sold on him. I I don't know if that's, if that's the the best thing for Cincinnati, but I get, I get your rationale as to why they would take him there. My only concern is like that four game stretch, that four game stretch is rough. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I get, I get like NC state Pittsburgh. Those are two rougher teams. I like that. His one of his best games was against Georgia. I like that one of his best games was against South Carolina and Wake Forest. Um, but, but like Iowa State. But he has his uh, worst game in the bowl game against no, Iowa State. His worst game is NC State. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought NC State was yeah. a 62.8. Sorry. No. Uh, so, like, NC State and Louisville, like, those are those are two that you can't have. And then also the dropped interceptions. That's that's rough um but i mean I, I i agree i think that because you don't need offensive line if petrie's there you take fucking petrie um mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're cincinnati um but he's not so it's okay um i i think that it was okay um i you the uh, elam is good too that would have been a nice pickup um you could have gone with hill i think benito would have been a great pickup for you trey kenyon green it would have been okay as a guard for you um but again you've you 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 solved a lot of your problems through free agency, which is something that Cincinnati doesn't really yeah. do a lot. Um, so the fact that you don't have as many, it allows you to pick best available and Andrew Booth is definitely best available. So, so now Detroit is yes. Mitch. You No, I'm Detroit. You're Detroit. You're yeah, Detroit. I'm Detroit. Oh, I just remembered I'm Detroit. Okay. Yeah, you picked, yeah. you picked a mod gardener. With the no, 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 you're right. You're, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So, um, this is so difficult because on one hand, I'd love to go linebacker here. I really, really would. But Sam Howell has fallen into my lap at the 32nd overall pick. I couldn't have written it better. Um, sorry, Kenny Pickett is also is also still there. Like I have my pick of and who I want at quarterback. I don't Desmond Ritter to Detroit doesn't make a ton of sense to me just in terms of system. Um Oh, all right. I'm taking two glove. Kenny, uh, Detroit is going to take their quarterback here. If at 32, 
uh, uh, Kenny Pickett or um, Sam Howell are available, I I would be very surprised to see Detroit not take a quarterback unless there was some real big drop in a player. Like unless unless a guy like Nicobe Dean or Davis had a had a massive drop um, uh, or or even uh, Lloyd, the linebacker to Utah or something like that. I it just at quarterback here. Listen, Jared Goff, I still got him under contract, but his contract is going to get a lot easier. I can work with Kenny Pickett. I can address my offense throughout the season. I know that I'm not going to be any good next year, but I can get him solid reps. I can get him into the game. I can I can build around this guy. Um, so yeah, if he's if he's falling to me at 32, I'm I'm stoked about that. And if I walk away out of the draft, Detroit with a corner and a, a quarterback, I'm I'm feeling pretty happy with with my haul there. Yep. So yeah, if well, let's just real quick look at that first round again. Um, if we want, do we want to pick who we think was the best pick and who was the worst pick? And you can't pick your own pick. You got to pick someone yeah, else. Um, okay, best Brady, pick, what, uh, George Pickens. Um, no, uh, um, no, uh, un, uh, super underrated. Uh, oh God, I can't pick myself. God damn. Um, best pick, I would take Drake London to the Jets. Um, I think that that's, I, I think that it's just magic waiting to happen. Zach Wilson actually played really well. I have to retract down the statistic, but if I'm not mistaken, had one of the best quarterback ratings in the red zone of any quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he threw a red zone uh, turn or interception um, the entire season. And he did he that him everywhere else, everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, but it's something, what's important is like, it's something that you can build off of. And we saw that the jets were able to have success. This was a jets team that beat the Titans. This was a jets team that played that improved as the season progressed. Um, I think they just need a little bit more, more faith in themselves. And I think that if, if a guy like Drake London falls for them at 10, um, and they pull the trigger on that. I, I don't, I don't see how you could be upset with that. Um, Mitch, what about you? Best pick? Best pick. I think it's uh, Iki Iquano at number five, just because of how great he is, how versatile he is. I think he instantly upgrades that offensive line um, and it'll help out Daniel Jones. um, And hopefully he can take that next step forward then. And then I think it really helps out the run game with Saquon Barkley. So that's my favorite pick. Um, I'll take Evan Neal big after that. That's tackle. I think it's needed by I think that this smart it's a smart choice not going in quarterback there at six and going uh going tackle instead and then getting Evan Neal, who in my I'm gonna say in my opinion is the best is the best tackle. He's been consistent at Alabama having him. Um and he can play both. I think that works. I would think that works for him. Um I think that that works. Uh it, it keeps Darnold happy or whoever the quarterback is. Um and uh, maybe keeps McCaffrey from getting injured again. Um, but yeah, that's that's who I got. Um, um, okay, worst pick, Brady. The Indianapolis Colts. They're not. They haven't picked. No, but I mean, they did give up their first rounder for Carson Wentz. Um, wait, 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 wait. One sec. One sec. Do we have Shit, yeah, you news? can say that because I'm the Colts. I was just making sure you weren't the Colts because then <laughs> yes. you didn't say it. Yes, no, no, no. The I know. So then, so then, uh, then, yeah, I'm totally saying that. Uh, uh, pick a person. Pick an actual pick, though. Too. Pick an actual pick. Um, uh, Travis Jones to the Buccaneers. Um, 
I, to me, the Buccaneers defense isn't where the issue is. It's going to be that interior offensive line, given that what Jensen retired and Capo went to Cincinnati or did I flip flop that? Um, no, you said it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah right. the, the interior of that offensive line is, is really a massive issue for me. And I've already got depth on that defensive line. Um, I, I don't, I, I think it, it, in the draft that we just did Travis Jones here way better than any guard or center who's available, but I, I would be very, very surprised to see if any of those other guard, like if Linderbaum is available there at 27 for Tampa Bay, I don't see them taking Travis Jones or any defensive player in that situation, you know? So to me, it's, it's, it's the worst pick, not because of the pick itself, but just because of kind of how we've done this draft and who was available at Tampa Bay at 27. Okay. That makes sense. Is it, did you also pick that because you've already dogged on George Pickens enough? Listen, it's, it, it's a matter of personal preference. It is. Yeah, I have no issue with George Pickens as a player, as a matter of personal preference, I will never want to draft an injured player with the first round uh, pick. Uh, My other shout out worst pick is uh, Malik Willis to Seattle. <laughs> okay. I get, I get your rationale on that, Mitch. I really do. I, I could totally see them doing it, but it, as, as a pick for the team, it makes absolutely no sense. I don't think Malik Willis fits Seattle. Um, and I don't think Seattle even has a game plan of what their rebuild is going to look like at this point. And so I don't see them taking a quarterback uh, in, in the first round, not that early. Uh, Mitch, who you got? Worst pick. I really don't love the Devin Lloyd pick to Washington just because you already do have Cole Holcomb there. And you and last year, you already <laughs> did take a first round linebacker, right. Benjamin Davis. And with, with Scary Terry – you know, looking to be traded, uh, you really have nothing at the wide wide receiver position. Um, even with Curtis Samuel coming back, and even if Terry uh, Terry McLaurin does stay there, I still think the wide receiver position does need help. Um, so that would be my pick. That's fair. That's one hundred percent fair. Um, for me, it's Jermaine Johnson, the second. Um, because you've already talked about the one that I would, you already talked about the one that I would have said. I also think Malik Willis is not, doesn't make sense, especially with Charlie Cross being right there. Um, but uh, Jermaine Johnson, uh, if Sky Moore was available, I think that Tennessee would pick Sky Moore. Um, I think it just makes sense in terms of uh, what they need in terms of offense. And it, and I mean, with everything happening with AJ Brown, we don't know if he'll be somewhere else. You need a wide receiver there, and you and you can't just. I think the playoffs kind of show that you can't just keep giving the ball to Derrick Henry and hoping for the best. You need like, you need somebody else. Uh, you need someone else to produce at, at, at the wide receiver level. Um, so I think Jermaine, I think that Sky Moore would have been a great pick for them there. Um, not to say that Jermaine Johnson isn't a good pick, but Sky Moore would have been, would have, I think would have been a better pick um, in terms of what they need, especially because they just resigned. Um the stud defensive end that they had um and they Simmons, have jeffrey simmons yeah, jeffrey simmons and then they have bud dupree on the other side um whereas they have no wide receivers um besides aj brown um and they let go of julio jones so sky more um but yeah okay that's it for first round
Yeah, that's our first yeah. round. We'll get this posted. Uh, we'll, we'll, we plan on doing uh, a mock draft for the first three. So we'll have two more episodes of this one for the second round, one for the third round. Um, we're going to be able to, to talk to a couple of teams we haven't talked to yet, including the reigning Super Bowl champions. Um, we're also going to be able to take some franchises that are in some confusing areas right now and move them, push them in some directions. I'm talking to you, Colts. I'm talking to you, Browns. I'm talking to you, uh, Denver. I'm talking to you. Uh, uh, there's probably like five or six other teams that I could name on that list. I'm talking to you, uh, Las Vegas. Like there's, it's going to be interesting in these next couple of rounds, but we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, follow us on everything, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Spotify, uh, follow us on anchor. Um, we, uh, our next couple of episodes here, we're going to be uh, talking about the NBA playoffs as they uh, commence. Uh, draft night is in six days. Um, and then off-season workouts start when the uh, baseball season is, is starting up here. Um, uh, college football season is ju- literally just around the corner, it seems like. Um, so we, we got some great episodes planned for you guys, uh, not to mention a bunch of other shit. Uh, so we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, follow us and everything, and have a fantastic night.